0: The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Make a plan to do away with high-interest credit card debt by transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNU podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up
2: We're, we're gonna like go out to like an old farm where they have you know just. You could have said it was just a good idea and not told about it. <laughs> you remember how you know like when you're on deployment and you're stuck somewhere and you're just making up weights? You just find like an old bar and you tie some sandbags to it. You oh, get the some engine parts, the tires and some on tires. the end. Of, yeah, that was the best.
1: The concrete tire <laughs> or the for the volleyball th- or the. When we would uh, set up those bladders, oh, concrete inside the, the tire, side of the hole tire hole. right there. Then the Marines come up with that stuff quick. Oh yeah, you're a Marine. Don't you know what we're talking about? <laughs> like like gyms. When you're out in the middle of nowhere, and it's funny because now we part of our loadout it has to be the gym. Like you got to move that out there so we can the work out. The first of the is not hard enough. But uh, out, out in those. You remember we to put concrete inside outposts. the tires to put volleyball poles in them. I never had... As soon as the ball would hit the net, the whole thing I would fall over. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We would come oh, up yeah.
2: with every way we could to bring a little bit of home to where we were at. Oh, yeah. I it's remember... small things. My first platoon, we were doing this J set over in Egypt, and our task unit, it was... It was uh, Charlie platoon, and then the Bravo platoon. It was Jocko's platoon. Yeah. It was like Jocko, Drago, Steve Drum, Rob O'Neill, like all these dudes. We called them the ogres. Scotty Neal was in that platoon, God rest his soul. And they called us— the, That's probably why they separated us about
1: coast after that platoon. We called
2: them the Bravo platoon pipe hitters, and we were. they called us the Charlie platoon runway models. Mm, we yeah. we, we, we had 10 guys in the platoon. We all were right around the same buds class together. I think the oldest guy was 22 years old. We had maybe two guys that weighed over 200 pounds and everybody in that, there was a mandate in that platoon. You had to weigh over 200 pounds. <laughs> so if they had a guy on, the, if he was fluctuating the they limit, he'd be sitting in there eating like Keebler elf cookies, dunking them in peanut butter. Peanut butter, <laughs> butter night. I, I remember uh, Jocko comes in he, and they were somehow, I don't know how this happened, but they were catering us over there. We're, you know sleeping in tents and we were working with, you know, with a counter force, the Egyptians and, Of course, you know, they don't eat that much over there. And then you got these Navy SEALs coming over there. And it was like Egypt Air somehow was catering this. So they would bring in airplane meals and, you know, small airplane meals. So I remember Jocko saying, all right, um, Bravo Platoon, you guys get four meals. Charlie Platoon, you get two meals. And we're like, that just doesn't seem to make sense. (laughs) And he's just like, you got to eat big to get big. If you weigh over 200 pounds, you get four meals. If If you weigh under 200 pounds, you get two meals. You know, that doesn't
1: make resonate with you until you're that heavy. And oh, you yeah. You get hungry, and it's like the law of tonnage. And I've heard that explained Just like, why does he get the same mod or Because he's, he's, if you're 120 pounds, I'm 260. How does that even make sense? <laughs> oh, well, your stomachs are the same size. I'm like, oh, I, I get that part too, okay? But you're still going to have to pack some more fuel. And imagine a longer Mine trip. Mine stretches further than yours <laughs> yeah. does.
2: Oh, yeah. But yeah, back to the point you were saying about just making up different workout routines. I remember at one point, I come walking out of the tent in the morning, and there was some kind of Structure it looked kind of like a squat rack with some bars on it, but it wasn't a squat rack. It was just some piece of metal we were using for a drying rack. And I mean, Drago or yeah, it was Drago was squatting it, and there was two guys laying over it for weights. So they're just basically laying over it like an L, and he's squatting down with two guys on the sides for weights. And it was just like one of the most caveman workouts. Thank God, ever thank God, seen. we didn't have cameras back then. <laughs> I don't and then we would we would take turns leading the different PTs with with the Egyptians. And I I remember the Egyptians come out there one day and they're like, because every time they would do it, it, every time the Bravo guys would do it, it would just be like lift heavy things. It'd be like a rock or whatever. And just be like, hold over your head as long as possible. And then of course, when the Egyptians wanted to do PT, it was like soccer. Yeah. Always soccer. So all all, all the Bravo pipe hitters would just stand in front of the net. So there'd be like 12 goalies over there and they'd be like, all right, Charlie, you guys run and kick the ball. We'll just stand here and block the net.
1: (laughs) I remember playing. Play. Were you, were you playing soccer with us in Ramadi when Charlie Melton was out there with us? Uh, I remember playing soccer. Oh my I god! Think we did it a yeah, couple times. A redneck bastard. I remember, remember. we played baseball one day. So I found that picture of that baseball team we played on. Yeah. And then one of the guys that was on there, one of the contractors, one of the letter agency guys that was playing with us, he reached. He, he found me like last year. He's like, "Hey man," he sent that picture to me. He's like, "You remember this?" And I was like, "Is oh, Mike in it too?" I'd double back.
3: Oh, that'd be awesome. I the short stuff. That'd stop?
1: be cool. I was in it
4: stop? Really?
1: <coughs> when we had the the Miller High Life <laughs> sh- team shirts, the yeah. that so Somebody funny. sent them to us? I should, man, I think about that. I, yeah, I, that I, was I'll, a little I'll, 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 if I remember I'll do it. It's in my, my my love me binder at the house. You need to do an intro or something? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: it's all good. Welcome back to the podcast. You guys have been listening to some awesome people talking. If you guys haven't already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're dropping new videos every single week. You guys don't want to miss that, especially this one. This one's going to be a lot of fun. we got some awesome guests in store, but before we get to them, let's get our Patreon question of the day out of the way. Patreon Russell. question. Russell asks, if you were on a, des- a deserted island, he put desert. If you're on a deserted island, what gun would you carry and why? I don't know if that's the only thing I'd be worried about on a deserted island is a gun. I wouldn't carry one if it was just me out there. It's deserted. What do you need a gun deserted for?
2: Deserted island. Yeah.
1: But if you had to carry one. Case of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you're on a deserted island because there was a zombie apocalypse. What gun would you be carrying? Yeah, and I was on an island. You're on an island. It most certainly would be a wheel gun of some sort.
2: I might have to Probably say. Have, I, would I might say. have to say I, I would have a 50 cal because
1: how are you going to carry that? It's a beast. To Come carry on, man, dude.
2: Huh? Do, do I have to carry? You got to stipulate some of the uh, rules here. Do specific. I have to carry it? every day? He said day? carry.
1: So I'm going to go with a 357 wheel gun. Because you, it'll fire with sand in it. It it won't
2: rust. But an AK-47, on the other hand, could do the same thing. I would
3: I w- I would want a knife. Can we choose? Can we, do we have to? You can choose. Are we on it together?
1: No, you, it's just... Can you you set, it? It's it. deserted. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: deserted.
2: <just, laughs> I mean, I, d- you know, do I shoot coconuts out of the tree yeah, with this gun? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> what am I doing with oh, this a
1: slingshot? <laughs> a
2: knife.
3: I guess just a hand... Yeah, I would want a knife, if anything. Yeah, right, but a handgun? Ball.
1: Crossbow. Crossbow? I get my arrows back. I keep on Did it hunting. say what I, kind of weapon? No. Nah, this says, I say.
0: It says gun. <laughs> it says gun. <laughs> yeah, and it says deserted island. So that doesn't mean you're alone. I, cause it's deserted what the, could the hell does mean deserted no mean? Well, it could mean that the island has got deserted. I don't know. It's well, that, you dessert you, that, right? you said dessert island yeah. So this is a that's trick
2: a question <laughs> What if the this island is, is made of cream cheese Crossbow's probably a pretty island. good That's <laughs> a solid <laughs> answer
1: You can fish with that You can I shoot coconuts out of it. There's crossbow. coconut trees I don't know how to use that you go, you know, you, you So then I'd be screwed You don't know how to use a crossbow? You're a marine, I thought marines could figure anything out
2: You can figure out a crossbow
1: bait.
3: I still go with knife
1: it's, 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 yeah, you know the deal It's not that you don't know It just have not been Trained on it yet Now they have the pneumatic where I got load them in my them. truck I just, put Imagine a putting it. a bow and arrow On a rifle Instead of shooting a bullet you shoot shooting an arrow Same principle I've got the and, But you, you can get course, your, your What
3: happens when you Run out of arrows you,
1: you go get it You, well, don't, you don't run, run out? out Yeah you can't, go back. you can't go get A bullet can you But you can go get an arrow sure. You can and make arrows yeah, They that's actually cool call cardboard. them bolts Not arrows Yep I'm sorry Bolt Really Yeah They're crafty 900 feet per second no, four hundred feet per second. One hundred and twenty yards is the one I got. And there's ones that you can reload yourself. They have the ones that are pneumatic, have the CO2 cartridges. I have one I, that literally I shot a practice tip arrow through my targets and in through my well shed wall. It was so cool. It's intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was first real time intense. I got mine, I was terrified to walk to try to cock it because I didn't know. I anything. Mean, it goes, it takes your fingers off on the on the weapon system itself. It says do not put fingers here because if that line goes forward and your fingers are over the top of that grip. Take them right off. Yeah, that, that is the difference between a rifle and, and hanging with a bow and arrow. Like that, go that will, I like crossbow. I like crossbow. All right. Well,
0: that's the answer, Russell.
4: <laughs>
1: thanks, <for laughs> <fun>. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> hey,
0: Russell, thanks for asking the question. If you want to ask a question to the guys, to the guests, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. we got exclusive access to the show, merch. We put your name in the credits on YouTube, a lot of other cool stuff. Make sure you check us out Dude, on Patreon. Nice if You can fast it to it.
4: Well, I'm thinking spear, you can, can build shelter with that. Yeah, you can that. Yeah. Everything. You can dig so, with it.
2: I just figured with a 50 cal, I Shut could, up, Mike. If any ship yeah. comes yeah. With, hey, I like to if be If within but, you know, two I, miles I get, of that uh, deserted island, I'm taking ship. a shot you at the ship. A yeah, it's a signal. They're gonna uh, say, "I'm not gonna shoot across the
1: crossbow." on fire into the air, they'll see that. That what if makes it's at more night?
3: sense than taking out the people mm-hmm. who are going
1: to save you. can see the muzzle blast of a 50 at I, night for a mile.
2: I guarantee if you're sitting in the wheelhouse of a ship and a 50 cal impacts the side of that glass, you're going to know somebody's on that you island. You're going to turn the other there. way and go <laughs> away from <laughs> it. You're, nah. probably not, yeah, you're probably not going to come <laughs> over and yeah, see what's going on. Go somebody's shooting at us, <laughs> go yeah. the other way. Yeah. Is it? It's kind of like that. Where's that one island at where there's still all the... Uh, wow. Is that what it is? It's where, unbelievable. Where the, that one guy tried to go in there with the kayak was a couple yes. of years ago. And the same people have been on this island. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. sorry. That's South you, America. That's completely different yes. than what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: that's You're talking about those, the indigenous Yeah, the indigenous people on there. Yes. So people yeah, on you there. can't go there. It's called... Say Say I? No, that's not it. Say, no, not a, say what the Didn't he bring like a football two, with him too? They pulled two people off of the it walrus. one time. And they died immediately. The walrus. But, um yeah, a guy
3: went over there in a kayak, <laughs> remember that? And he brought, like, a basketball or football yeah, with him, was... and they killed him. They killed
1: him. He, he wanted to break... They shoot the airplanes, and like, the helicopters. Yeah, and fishermen crazy. Fishmen They think, people try to help them. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. let me help They you. don't
3: need
2: it. No, they don't need it.
4: They don't need
3: it.
2: Yeah, they were, they, they they don't were want stories it. of where they, <laughs> they came over. Yeah. There were stories where Put helicopters up, came over out. dropping supplies, it's and downside, they're shooting and arrows at them and throwing spears at them. I saw that 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 Amazon, the
1: Those Amazon folks that... They their huts are on the water, so and so they're. I guess they've developed their eyes have developed where they can see clear underwater.
2: You seen that documentary? It's real. I'm not making. Oh, what's it, up. it called?
1: We are the Walrus.
2: They're not the people that live on those huts that just float on the water out yeah. there. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. What would he, yeah. yeah,
3: type kayaker killed by indigenous tribe on island, I guess. football With and a he, football. Because he, he, he brought it over to make friends
2: with them. They killed him yeah. they with killed a football. And supposedly barn. there's signs everywhere as you're by approaching. Because there's been stories of people who Not were shipwrecked on that <laughs> island <laughs> and they were killed by the indigenous no, no, people. No, no, no,
1: no, hey, What was the name of that movie?
2: Was it Over the Football? Killed
1: by island the people. Gr- green something.
2: Indigenous I can't even oh, spell indigenous. indigenous. Inferno,
1: yeah. hardly say it. Y'all don't watch that.
3: How do you... I-N-D... <laughs> so, yeah, I don't watch that. There you go, right?
0: Which one is it? Apparently Man this happens on more frequently than we thought. Yeah. <sighs>
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man killed on remote island, tried to declare Jesus to try. Okay, so I just wanted the name of... I'm, I'm trying. He tried to offer island.
3: gifts. Of, yeah.
1: North Sentinel Island. Obviously not them. What was it, Sentinel Island?
0: It Says North Sentinel Island. What does it say? Oh, that
3: right? is that is it. Yeah.
1: Is it? Sentinel North Sentinel, Sentinel Island. Island. Yeah. Go.
0: Well, there you go.
2: I heard he, even the uh, ship's captain that dropped him off there got in trouble because yeah he had been was supposed to go. He had there been and warned, ran. and supposedly, from what I read, you might want to fact check this. It's but, all true. <laughs> fact check. <laughs> but it, it, I'm pretty sure it was like his second attempt to go over there. And I mean, he just paddled in a little kayak and was like, "I'm going to bring you some, uh, you know, treats from the Western world." One thing was a football.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, we've we saw how even Europeans throw a football, so you can imagine like some people had been it. Probably this, threw a football and out hit him at in the, the face. <laughs> yeah. and he killed it. For and then he it. Killed that was a rock or something. <laughs> <it>. or, <laughs> or he had it to him. He picked him up and took a bite out of the football. <laughs> this is not food.
1: <laughs> or oh, oh, they got <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. sick. Yeah, they got sick. Here's your football. This no. tastes like leather. Oh my gosh. Some people, man, you just can't fix. <laughs> well,
3: that was a great question. That just cute all. Kinds it did. Of stuff. Hey, we got a question.
0: great couple, power couple in store power. for you guys today. Power Powerful. Mike Sowers, Sam Bonilla. So excited to have you guys. You guys, who, y'all probably know both of these folks. Mike, Navy SEAL, combat veteran, owner of Forged, philanthropist. You do a lot with Forged, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Yes, sir.
1: Do they? Sam. Devastating. Marine good Corps, looking. right? Marine. Iraq. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Smart, I mean, so a Marine. Navy SEAL and Marine walk into a bar. <laughs> here we go. Walk into a podcast I mean, studio. Up, a <laughs> Navy SEAL and a Marine says, walk into a podcast studio. You guys can go uh, all different ways so with that. Those funny. jokes last forever. The best mm-hmm. part about this, just so our viewers know this, our listeners know this, is that Sam is taller than Mike. And she's a Marine, too. That's and not she, a, a made-up thing. Yeah, that's right here. That's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's the coolest part about it is that she's, she's, straight, she's head and toe legit. <laughs>
3: Wait, keep talking me up. Go ahead. Yeah, what else do you my- I got
0: yeah, a lot yeah, go of stuff ahead. here. I'm sorry. She has a master's degree in Homeland Security with a certificate in intelligence. I don't know if you guys knew that.
1: Ooh.
0: And paralegal studies, right?
1: Paranormal studies. Me and now too. you're the marketing <laughs> manager
0: and concept producer for Forged.
3: Oh, yeah, this is my boss.
0: And a social media influencer and a model. Oh, thank you. And an Instagram celebrity. Yeah. All these things. Mike, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got I a beauty. And, and the this
4: reigns. is why
1: hell did you... Did this, is Mike. Mike. this is Mike. How'd
4: that happen?
1: Because <laughs> we've known each other. We, we've been through hell and back together. How did you, how did you, oh, how did you do that, man? Oh, great a good job. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> now, how did you guys start? <laughs> it's good a, place a great story. I'm still yeah. trying to figure uh, that out. you can how wait you see How'd you guys meet, Sam? Kick it off.
2: I do know. Well, you, no, because they'll well. embellish it. No, in churches. no, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> All sorry. right. You want to hear the real story? <laughs> the no one's heard the real separate story before. On this I,
1: had, yeah, I could probably guess about half of it. But anyway, go ahead.
2: We, we had actually there met. There I was. <laughs> so, so there I was, knee deep in grenade pins, 10 clicks out the damn line. Okay, good. Now go. <laughs>
1: now go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we had actually met through some mutual military friends um, at... What, two different events? Yeah, two different events. Sam was living in L.A., and I was down in San Diego. And I just happened to be at the gym one night. and Maxing out? It was like 10 o'clock at night. I, I was on a sit-up machine. I think I was somewhere around 1,200. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> Four I not <laughs> dude. Burning it down. She saw it. I and I, you know, I get this notification on my phone. It was a Tinder notification on my phone. And it said, someone has super liked you. So, of course, I stopped my workout immediately. Click on there. And I had never had a super like. I wasn't even sure what super like was. I don't even super know what that like is. Was. That, that sounds amazing. amazing. <laughs> I was, was kind of new to Tinder. <laughs> yeah, so. Millie took me offline before I got to <laughs> <Before>. <laughs> partake
1: in any of all that. So I, but I, by the look of your face, it seems exciting. I've never even heard that on any social platform. Super, super like. Super like.
2: Super like. So I stop what I'm doing. I click, and I see the picture. You almost have to stop. And... I recognized her immediately, but I had never seen that picture before. Was she
1: in the gym with you?
2: No, no. I was no, in L.A. No, no She was oh. in L.A. I was still living in L.A. It was, this was just on my phone. On Tinder. Oh, okay. okay. All right. But it pops up in the profile so picture. I sent him a message.
3: I'm like, you look familiar, because he popped up on my Tinder. And I was like, oh, I'll double like him or super like him, whatever. Get his attention. Not
2: whatever. You know. So, yeah. yeah, you
1: were well, there everybody' well, smart with all no, these no. We're those
3: just friends at this you? point. We're just friends at this point,
1: right?
2: That's what everybody says. So I like her back, and that that's, became an issue. Wait a minute, that's our relationship start. start. Did you super like her back? No, he I did not. I did not. He did not Ooh. super like me back. So, but
1: way to play the game, Mikey. I did not. <laughs> I did not even get. know super like was a thing. I wasn't <laughs> sure
2: with a super like button. button I is, just yeah. went back and, and liked her, but she let me know right away that there was a super like button, and I should have super liked her. I would have if I would have so known. So we're great start so at least you didn't call her by the wrong name like I did my wife the
1: first time we met (laughs) oh lord (laughs) yeah that's another story that's 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 usually a good (laughs) start there's alcohol involved (laughs) anyway go ahead so
3: he invites me out to San Diego he's like you should come out I'll give you Mikey's dive bar tour I was like, that's what he oh, said. That's how I, I delivered yeah. it to you? Oh, yeah. Well, because oh. we're just friends, right? And I was like, oh, I'll bring my roommates with me, you know? Aww. So I had no intention of bringing my roommates with me. I know, me. we know. So that. on the day before, <laughs> I was like, too. oh, my roommate's canceled. Is it still cool if I come out? And he's
2: like, of course, come on out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they can come Sick. down, sleep on a couch.
1: Yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah, so she was going to come cows. down and bring a bunch of girls with her? Well, that, that was, was the, the problem. Story.
3: Well, or your roommates was, were dudes. Because I was trying to be casual about it because we're just friends, right? You know? So I was like, oh, I'll bring my girlfriends. You you know?
2: Like, yeah, no big deal. You guys just sleep on my couch. It's yeah. cool.
3: And then at the last minute, oh, they canceled. Is it still cool if I come alone? Absolutely. Yeah,
2: no so. problem. So we decided to go on Mikey's Dive Bar tour. Oh. So you got to see him in all his glory the first night you guys hung out. Oh, yeah. And you y'all in about all
3: my Did y'all glory. Ever talk on the phone
1: <laughs> or anything like that before that? Or was just.
3: Um... We had lost touch. We had only met each other those couple times at those events. Okay, so your first real time together was doing the tour? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you tell me she's like you when
2: she
1: gets drunk.
2: No. No, no, no. She, Sam actually, it's hard to tell how much she's had to drink. (laughs) Because when, I mean, whether she drinks two drinks or ten drinks, she still has all the same mannerisms and everything. That's cool, because
1: you completely fucking fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for all the whales I mean, wheels <laughs> off this I mean yeah. shit's laying on the ground anyway, I'm sorry go
2: ahead. um uh, yeah, so let's caveat into I am a uh, one year sober yeah. now one year one month <laughs> yeah. one year and one month, so I really picked the wrong year to stop drinking yeah, I mean, I if you could pick have you ever any seen an airplane like, year like no, year the to stop year drinking two thousand twenty <laughs> was not, not the, the year not to the stop year. drinking No
1: shit, all right, okay, so. Mikey she, he he rolled you out was, to Mikey's dive bar tour.
3: I don't really remember much after that. That's, oh, that's cool. it. Wow. That. Where <laughs> There you go? We went Will. to
2: all of San Diego's finest dive bar yes, establishments. We did. And as you guys know, when you go to a dive bar, there's a lot of it, it, there there's a lot of things you can learn about in a dive bar. And you know, there's some criteria too as what is considered a dive bar. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think your selection has to be mainly whiskey in a dive bar. There has to be a picture of Burt Reynolds somewhere, somewhere around this dive <laughs> there bar. There have to be
3: Christmas lights. Christmas, Christmas lights, lights need
2: to be
1: used. Or, or some kind of vehicle that relates to Smokey and the Bandit or some, some exactly. form in the parking lot.
2: Exactly. Christmas lights would, is a good one. And you would be surprised. If you really go into a dive bar, spend some time there, dig around, you, you will find those Smokey and the Bandit references in sure. those dive bars. And then last but not least, there needs to be a jukebox. Oh to yeah. To be an official dive bar, there needs to be a jukebox.
1: The pool table that doesn't lean to the you know in the, <laughs> the back with
2: the green felt scratched up, none of the pool cues.
1: That that's yeah, you're right. I should add that to the list. Yeah, Definitely. And well and no, because yeah. some of them don't have those, right? right but I mean right. you can still if the, the super if, small if, yeah. divey
2: ones. But but it also needs the spilt beer stains. That's what I'm un- talking un- about at least un- like NFL. somebody got murdered on it. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> that spot where, where it's, it's all the way through to the slate there where be, that's, the cue yeah, ball that's actually sound. stop in
1: there. <laughs> right before the cue ball right yeah. there, that's already down to the steel, right? Yeah. And then the rest mm-hmm. of it's got... And then, when, and then when you walk into the bathroom, smells just god-awful. Somebody drew a big-ass cock
2: on the wall somewhere. <laughs> and there's
1: one of those huge mints, not the regular ones. But it's, one it's one in pieces. Yeah, thrown in the in the urinal. Oh, yeah. It says don't eat rolls. that. Yeah. Oh,
2: God. Or <laughs> the... Or there's no door or separator between the urinal and the toilet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's That's just it. the toilet there yeah. and the urinal. Yeah. People yeah. go in both. Make, both, you know, <laughs> it, it makes for some real awkward situations. I mean, we do some. <laughs> I'm just thinking this
3: should. was our first date. Yeah, yeah. he's dive bar. He's dirty Man, dive you
1: gotta bars. just you gotta yeah. set the set the foundation. Like yeah. this, is, this is probably as worst as it's gonna get. <laughs> this we this can is build. We can only of go this. up from here.
4: Yeah.
1: So, what yeah. is your favorite dive bar? I mean, y'all been around now and traveled around. What do you What do you got?
3: the one in Vegas for sure the really cool one There's no such thing where as it's a It's got cool the bullet book. in the wall Oh what's
2: it called? Yes yes From tell them. The, Pioneer the Pioneer Inn have Inn. you guys ever been to the Pioneer Inn No where is that true? It's just
3: outside of Vegas No it's It's, it's outside it's a, of Vegas. It's about an
2: hour outside of Las Vegas and it's actually been, if you look up the Pioneer Inn it's actually been used in a lot of movies um, Five Figure Death Punch just did a, a video out there and it looks the same as it did in the turn of the century. There's bullet holes in the wall where people got killed yeah. in poker games. And they have the actual citation written up right next to the bullet holes. They, uh, they the coolest. I think they That's filmed legit. scenes of Fear it's and Loathing in Las Vegas out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, okay. I think yeah, yeah, the Mexican right. with Brad Pitt. They, yeah. they filmed a few scenes in there. But it looks just like the turn of the century in, in there. And they actually, was it Clark Gable? Um, he died in a yep. plane crash out there in the desert and they actually have parts of the plane there on the wall.
3: Pioneer Inn. In it's the the Pine yeah,
2: pi- is it the saloon? Is it the Pioneer Inn Pioneer or Pioneer, Inn, Pioneer, Pioneer Saloon? saloon the- but it's about an hour outside Las Vegas. But if if you get to Las Vegas and you got a little mm-hmm. free time, definitely go to the Pioneer Inn.
4: I
3: can't think of another dive bar that competes with that one, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. We, we like the Ches <laughs> the Ches J, J, J in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. That, that, has, is that so has a lot cool. of history, too. Oh, yeah, man. it's They it, they actually use it. What was it, the Billy Bob in the Thornton The Billy Bob Thornton, Thornton
3: series where he's an attorney. Goliath. Goliath. Have you
2: guys yeah. seen that one?
1: Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's it's, it's,
2: good. it's the bar that they film. They they film quite a bit of the movie. Supposedly, his office is right next door at this little fleabag motel, which is actually right, right next there to it. Right there in Santa Monica. But, I mean, there's pictures of, like, elephants in the bar back in the day. It's like... A whole like like traveling circus was in there with peanut shells mm-hmm. on the it's floor. It's got the
3: Christmas lights. It covers all the.
2: Have Did, you been to McSorley's up in New York? I've heard of McSorley's. Did we go there? Is, That's in one New York of my City? favorite ones.
1: Yeah. Old school. Is down that by the, the water. one where they
2: have the uh, wishbones hanging on there where guys from the Civil War hung a wishbone on this yeah. string before they, they went Titan, there? The, when the Titanic sank,
1: that newspaper's in there. Really? They just recently put a, another bathroom in to separate the males and females. I mean, it's, it's one of the long, narrow ones. They got two beers, light and dark. It's just like the bathroom is just a trough oh, that runs okay. down the wall. God. I mean, there's, there's, there's a <laughs> turn of the century in there, and they don't clean it. There's dust. Like, you can't even imagine. And it is old school. And, I mean, they got that Irish guy in there. And, just, and it's only eight ounces for one of those. So you can get carried out of there pretty quick. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And then there's a military bar in Savannah, Georgia. That is probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. And because I can't think of it off the name. We, we were there in for, a Savannah for a What was that? I mean, bro. That like was a three, good one. I don't remember the name of it. That was water? awesome. Yeah. It was like yeah. an Irish bar. In, yeah, I is was going to say it was one? like, oh, Shanahan the... or Raleigh or something, man, dude. it was. Did,
2: did they have a bunch of plaques yes, on the wall? Everywhere. Like From Rangers, Seals, yes. Green Berets. Everybody.
1: I mean, he's had the best collection, I, I, more than a, than a museum. We went well, there for And you drink in there.
2: I got a sad story for you. Did it burn down? No, but... If it's the same bar we're talking about, uh, when we were- At Eddie
3: Gallagher's retirement. At Eddie
2: Gallagher's retirement, we were in Savannah, Georgia, and they had the after party, I believe at the same bar, Mm -hmm. and uh, Tyler Merritt from Nine Line was there, and he was good friends with the owner. And he said, hey, if there's anything on the walls here you want, let me know. And I was like- Why would I take anything off this great collection? And he said they were actually closing the bar down, and that would Mm -hmm. be the last night that it was open. What? Yeah. Dude, that's so sad. That was a great spot. It it was so cool. Oh, it was was fun. It it was an amazing bar. Yeah, it was multiple levels. Multiple levels. um, Yeah. Come down that cobblestone. That's right. Damn it. And, And unfortunately, that's you know with what's happening in the country right now all the best it, that's gonna you know, you know, all of these establishments that have been around Should we buy it 100 make a safe years house out of it <laughs> are going no. out of business now it's it, it's a sad story i saw one the other day it was a diner in la it had been used in over 100 oh, movies oh i heard that this is a sad that, story I heard yeah. that, that's terrible yeah over 100 movies for free
3: yeah, he yeah, loved and, music for free. and you know
2: all these celebrities, you know they. I mean, all the way back to like Belushi mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell and all these guys. That, oh, it's one of my favorite spots to go to in L.A. And I saw on the news that it was going out of business. And it, I mean, it's happened over and over again. I saw that was the arcade on the it's Santa just Monica sad Pier. It's that no one
3: came and helped and yeah, gave no, him uh, the money to stay open after he helped everyone out with all these movies. I mean. That's sad. What
1: sucks we'll is they don't have a choice running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get, tell that dude just to hold on, man. We'll get.
2: That's that's too but bad. But it's everyone these days. Hollywood's plenty of money. You think they would go in there? And be yeah, like, uh, hey, exactly. A, give me a cheeseburger for a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. That's. I would assume that's what would have happened. Somebody could have at least come up with a GoFundMe or you know all these actors that basically used that restaurant in their movies. You know directors and other people. You think they would have tried to save that?
3: Mm.
2: That's where that's that, that.
3: It's happening to the best though.
2: And, That's too bad. Yeah, it, it's too bad that all of these mom and pops and in these establishments that have, you know, been in the American culture for, you know, some of these 100 years, you know, multiple generations of families now, they're probably not going to make it, you know, out of this pandemic. And I mean, to me, that's, it's it's just like we talk about dive bar, like that's history. It's just like when you walk in, you see all that stuff on the walls and, and they talk to you like bullet holes in the walls or a fist in the wall. Mm. I, I mean, there was a bar in Encinitas, a little dive bar. And, and uh, the lady there was telling us a story about John Wayne used to stop in there with all the actors. They would go down to Tijuana fishing yeah. and Encinitas was kind of halfway between LA and San Diego. And they... John Wayne and his old cowboy buddies would come in there and have some beers and get a little rowdy and just all kinds of stories like that. And probably, you know, a place like that probably isn't going to make it through the pandemic. So it, it, it's sad to see establishments like that in, in mom and pop places, just places that have history, you know, and that's stuff that you don't read, you know, in a history book, it, uh. it, but it's still they're great stories. Well, think about that throughout time. I mean,
1: guys and gals always love to have a place to get together and do this no matter what. So, those those stories they are hidden. Danny's. Like, yeah, you don't ever talk about those. In like no, when no, you no. talk about everybody's life, there's always, everybody has a little spot they like to go to and do that. And um, as we're shifting through all this, it's like, yeah, some of those are shutting down, but you watch. So, something will come back around out of it, take its spot. Yeah. When, when it comes to that, it's. it's Especially with our communities and what we like to do, that quiet when you when you dive you know dive down in there, just kind of mm-hmm. that will be a shame if all those if all those places shut down and, because there's going to be a generation that that didn't exist anymore and then the history's gone. Exactly. I mean, it's not going to be You're in a right. book or anything. You're right. And they're not going to be able to talk about it. It's one of those things like, you can't believe how much fun you can have in there. Like our dad would put us in there back in the day and we go eat a cheeseburger or something and you kind of can't appreciate it. And then when you get older, you realize how much fun you can have. Mm-hmm. And how then, good that damn cheeseburger was. Oh, yeah. dude, so good. And you know it's
2: they usually have the best cheeseburger. <laughs> you know it's so good. They they don't really add anything to the recipe. <laughs> it's just 100 years of oh, grease and grizzle on <laughs> that down thing grill. Down the side dude, even <laughs> the buns glistening in the le- and the it's just like, ugh. but you know, it's kind of like this Burger in Danny's. You're always like, "What's what's the secret sauce?" Like, you don't want to you know. know. Don't what the secret <laughs> sauce. is. Can't even imagine what happens in <laughs> here, but don't worry, it's good.
3: But that's what I was going to say about Danny's, so. how... Remember oh. they were telling us the new chick that was taking over is removing all the photos or something.
2: Is that right? There, there was some no. there was some rumor of that, yeah. but but it, it didn't would happen. Foolish. Hey, when yeah. you were telling
1: me that they were they cut and when they cut, took all the duck feet out and had, that picture you showed me, I heard they were moving that down to wherever the grinder and putting it back. Talking about the grinder. Yeah, the grinder.
2: The, the last thing that I had heard is that they were actually keeping buds in the same spot. That's what I, they were going to leave the grinder there. That's kind and of And they a, were going to leave the grinder, but obviously that's not the case. Maybe uh, they're going to
1: redo it and put it back. Because I was one to auction those, if you were auctioning off those feet, can, do you understand that every single one of us had to lay there? Exactly. Every single one of us had to lay there. Exactly. I mean, you can't tell me there's nothing to do that little spot. <laughs> yeah I mean that's hard I wanted to be buried there and my will before before I got out I was like if I die bury me under one of those I mean that would
2: actually make a pretty good tombstone just oh, yeah. add those duck feet right to yeah, your tombstone just your, stitzel your, stitzel your name right underneath the feet <gasps> Have those, that's, that's a, a great, great idea. idea hey yeah gold
1: plate them right and then where you can lift them up and just keep pouring team guys in there. <laughs> I would be buried with my Bud's class. My buds right there. Right here. This <laughs> is my Bud's <laughs> class feet right here. I want my eye
2: right and put my in there with them, with the rest of my dudes. Propped up. It's just your name, your Bud's class. Yeah, just your Bud's class. <laughs> That's awesome, that man. Just good. put us in one hole together. All right, so
1: you guys went to a dive bar on your first date. He threw up all over you and you were in love. Is that true? No, I, I think did that, not I, throw up. No, she I threw up, fell, up
2: all over you and you all I fell got into,
3: into a fight. You got
2: a fight. End. End. She did get Typical into it. I was actually holding back. I, you know, it's the first day. He held
3: back. I'm like, you didn't jump in. He's like,
2: what am I supposed and to do? She it on your first I fight. What well, was three girls on one? And and, and that's a difficult situation a as a now man on, to be yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm basically being a barrier like this, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to push away and just getting slap boxed in the face from both sides. Trying so to he was push having a kick ass
1: time is what he's doing. He beat up by the girls.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a tough situation when your girlfriend gets in a fight with well, other not girls. a girlfriend yet, right? Yeah, I thought y'all were being this casual. This was first date. Well, yeah, I mean you, you go on a date with a, a marine. I mean, what do you expect? She's drinking whiskey. Well, first of all, I never, I, I never got to
1: go on a date with a marine like that. We never had any of them run across us like.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't drink whiskey it's anymore. Not my, no, not after that. Is that, that your power was, fuel? Oh yeah. Is that what you're, oh, yeah, oh, oh, that that you're running That's on that? Night? Whisk,
2: yeah. Whiskey, <laughs> whiskey makes her no frisky. Go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so you got to, got a knockdown, out gang fight. Mm-hmm. You did.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go for that. Yeah, there was uh, you know no shots involved. Maybe just knives, chains. That's no, just dude, it was a knife fight. something like out of a kung fu movie or like lethal weapon. Four. Hey, can she talk shit real good? Oh, she can talk shit. Does she? Oh, right, she'll put on this. She'll put on this presentable show here. <laughs> <Is she laughs> with, yes, a good Is she with, <laughs> for, <laughs> And a throat <laughs> chop. Marie's I'm a nice lady, chop, <laughs> You you add some whiskey with a marine and the marine comes out. Cause that's like that's like our, that's like our
1: mom. She's the sweetest thing, and she when she even cusses it sounds cool, but when she t- flips the switch, it's. A, I mean, we like want to take notes, man. You, I mean, she could talk shit like make you feel bad. Yeah, oh, we she talk can do a lot that. of
3: shit, but you dish it out too. Oh yeah, so you can take. Well, that, well,
1: that, you, you have to have that ability in our community. You have to. People talk about us in the military, like when we. Go back and forth. We haze each other. Go back and forth like the mental games. Mm-hmm. That's actually training because when you go over and if your enemy's talking smack to you and you get crushed mentally because he's pointing something out, then that's that's no good. And that's actually why we do that. And it's 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 if you're not getting picked on around here, there's a problem. The more you get picked on, it's, oh, it's yeah. like hey, it- and
3: our friends are brutal, right? Like oh, they oh, scare oh, called, oh yeah, each other. up. it's
1: called love. Hey, how did you uh, how did you um uh, because your family's all military. You're right. You got and Uncle? A, my daddy father's was a Marine, Marine right? Mm-hmm. And um, your dad's like an overachieving nexus. Yeah. He's like a cop, military, lawyer. Did like you a... tell
3: him the Land nav story yesterday, though? How he got lost <laughs> out here? <laughs> out Mom here. Marcus had to go get him. Out here. Mm
4: hmm.
1: God, where was I at when he got it back? It was hysterical. I don't know. But yeah, first time ever. Oh, I had that's to go all right. He him. was on a
2: boat his whole life,
1: right? So I, I,
2: I heard a little fear in the voice on the He
1: phone called. Call. <laughs> he
3: was climbing over barbed wire. If he comes back, was he not all cut up? No, no, no. no yeah, he was up. bleeding out of the
1: head and everything. And I was like, hey, the one thing I told him before he let out, I was like, don't just don't go over a fence or open a gate. You're, you're, you're in Valhalla. First thing I pulled up, my crawled up barbed wire fence <laughs> over, man. And <laughs> yeah. we like, were
2: lucky to get shot. He
1: that's what I right told him. Mar-
2: Marcus and I were well, the QRF on the gator. I was like, you know, this is the first the time I
1: think you and I have ever had to go in and get a Marine out. I was like, no, they got to come yeah, get they're us. they're always saving us. They're always so. saving us. So, little so, little because your dad. Yeah, I felt pretty good about it. Is why I went in? Is why you went yeah, in?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He know what he told me, too. I was 17 going to the different recruiter office. He goes, I think you should go Air Force. It's a lot easier. It's going to be a lot better for you. He's a smart man. I mean, we all say that. I don't even
1: know. Yeah. She probably should I,
3: have gone Air Force. <laughs> when I first saw you,
1: I, when he was like, military, I was like, oh, Air Force, of course. Yeah. Of course, you air didn't Force. take his advice. She went no, straight of course. to the Marine yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Watch yeah. this. Yeah. How know. was that? Was that a shock and awe? I mean, you were raised by a Marine, so it was kind of like.
3: Yeah, and it, I prepared myself, too, for it. I loved boot camp. It was funny. It was. It was a lot of fun. But um, it was tough. It was hard, you know. How long but did you I serve? A, four years what was as an intelligence analyst. Uh, uh, yeah uh, smart Intel. lady,
4: huh?
3: In the air wing,
1: Pogue. <laughs> That's a marine term. Yeah, I, I had a marine kept cool. calling me that one time. I was like, "What does that even fucking yeah, mean?" A, a shoe, marine a was calling I'm you. I like, like, call? like, hear him calling. Yeah, me. They didn't know what I, they didn't know what I did.
2: Oh, you're Talking an about how navy genius. gives us rides and shit. And <laughs> I was like,
1: "Bro, <laughs> call me a fin, <laughs> pogue." I got one of the dumbest names. Most terrifying man. One of the most terrifying men I ever met was my OCS Di uh, Jason Jones. Mesh, yeah, Sergeant Major. Those were buddies. Best buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's now the uh, or fixing to be the sergeant major of um, first first Marine battalion. Really? Yeah, got it. Oh,
3: it's outstanding.
1: Yeah, that's I'm awesome. so proud of him. Yeah, he's a, God, he's a scary fucker.
2: Well, anyway. So how was that OCS?
3: Yeah, that's
2: what I. And it was. Being a hardened battle right out of right out of Ramadi, guy, yeah. right out of Ramadi. Of, know, two weeks yeah.
1: after Ramadi,
2: I'm in OCS. With, I remember you polishing all up, cutting your hair, shaving oh, your yeah. beard. yeah, I remember. all the General guy. orders and all that kind of <laughs> shit, man. I and he kicked, it. man. He oh, it sucked, bro. I got an interview with the admiral today. Wow, that sounds like fun. <laughs> oh he
1: got yeah, that <laughs> kicked. Oh, yeah, on that one. And what a great story that was. Not for this podcast, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an epic story.
2: Yeah, yeah not see, for this. Anyway,
1: one. I yeah, because Marines, unbeknownst to most. Folks walking around the planet, I mean, they saved our asses.
2: Oh, you remember every All time we would time. have to go to a Marine outpost, they would have it squared away, locked down security. And we'd go on I mean, we loved going into battle with Marines. Oh, yeah. man. They would, it doesn't matter you. what it was. You they, tell they
1: would, them what to do, They, they did hey, not question. Watch, some of the things I would watch them do were, when they would go door to door, we were the sniper overwatch. Oh, yeah. Work with them, I, I, I was just thoroughly impressed I mean, I watched me and him watch this one crew go door to door. A little mm-hmm. bitty their armor covered them when they put their helmets on, you couldn't even see their face. You know, and the rifle's right kinda of, like <laughs> this, man. They <laughs> just didn't even care. I saw him sling his this kid slung his rifle and the damn barrel was dragging the ground. Oh my but God. he was I mean, it looked like a boulder. But I mean like a, just he was all dude, hard. Brain. As never questioned. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Yes sir. yes, sir. And I mean would y'all get in trouble when y'all hang out with us too long because
3: Obviously. Yeah, we were <laughs> <Look at me. laughs>
1: We'll see y'all shaving in the field and bl- bl- blousey boots. We were just kind of like, all oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we were hanging out so they didn't have to shave, and then it was The so trouble. Like- what in the fuck is <laughs> <are you> going <laughs> on your face, dude? Yeah.
2: You remember I mean, all the Anglico guys uh, that were out? Uh, They'd be out with us for about two months. they come back, baseball hat, beard going on. Got to kick <laughs> on, kick on these <laughs> are Marines that do. We'd see, them the, oh, no. We'd no. see no. them the next day. Have a couple new patches on here. We'd see them the next day they're clean shaven, Loot, shaven. <laughs> oh, no. Morale just down. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can, get, we can get y'all into some trouble, The like I man.
3: still <laughs> won't walk on the grass. I won't cut across the grass. when he. I'm like, get She yells at me all the time.
2: Stop walking. It's a state park. I'm pretty sure you don't walk walk with
1: your hands in your pockets. You don't. know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, best. This this gunny sergeant had this. I'm walking down the pathway, and this young marine's up on top of the pull up bar, arms over the pull up bar with his hands in his pockets, hanging from the pull up bar like that, right? And come to find out the next day. I guess the, uh, the gunny walked up on him and was like, hey, Marine, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just hanging out, gunny. And he was hanging out with his hands in his pockets. No so the chance. gunny put him up on that, hand, on that pull-up bar so he could hang out with his hands in his pockets. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, I got hey, a lot of good genius. Marine stories, but one of the best ones I, I remember vi- so vividly is we were in Bahrain walking down the avenue, and I was on the right side heading to the shop and on the left side right there, there's that garrison, and, and, and colors started coming down. And there was these two, you could tell they were younger sailors. They, they were kind of stupid. Stupid looking. You know, they had their shirts untucked. <laughs> Immature. Of, they were in civilian, civilian clothes, <laughs> man. And when Colors, they, they, had, they stopped, but they were coking and joking. And this freaking Marine was walked up behind them, and they, he didn't see them. They didn't see him. And they were as Colors, he was standing in formation, he was locked up, right? And they were coking and joking, doing Colors. And see that red on that screen right there? So he, he had his high and tight, had blonde hair, typical Marine, and he started pulling that red from the feet. And I could see it from across the street, man. His face, by the time color stopped and you heard, they kind of turned around and saw him. And he was as red as that freaking screen right there. And he started screaming Medium at them, hand. dude. I mean.
3: Hmm. You know, I
1: think they died, man. I don't even know. I've never seen anything (laughs) like that. He he cut them down, dude, and he marched them out of there. He was so pissed. We were in formation at OCS doing drill. And the color started. I didn't even move for thirty minutes. I was so scared. And these two <laughs> sailors were walking in dress whites. were walking down the street about a hundred and fifty yards down the road, dude. My gun is standing right next to me, and they they keep walking while colors is going. And the same thing, dude. That old smoky hat he had on was damn near spinning around his head. And as soon as they closed out colors, he took off like a shot from a gun to get those those kids. And I never saw him again, but. Yeah, I think they do something special with it. No dude, one like did. They, yeah, they throw him under the brick. You never see him again. Because, I mean, when he screamed and then took off, it's like his right when his voice got to them and they turned around to see where it came from, he was already there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, he was pissed. Yeah, it is special, that's a special
2: breed of individuals. They are. Unless man, they transition know. from like an Eastern. Whatever, whatever y'all do to
1: whatever y'all have, have to go through to get that. BRS nah, yeah, is
3: man. what they do. Yeah, and cool. there you have it.
2: Yeah, there's a big difference. When you see colors on a Marine base and then colors mm-hmm. on a Navy base, you know, most of the time in the teams, you hear that little two-minute warning for colors. Team take guys are diving off this. running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're on a Marine base, especially, what is it, like Fridays, where they play like the long colors? The
3: long yeah. colors, it's, yeah. It's, it's
2: a good, what, five minutes <sighs> out you're there just at standing attention. There you're like, well, they're the, one, they're the reason they do this because they're the ones that have to raise the flag. Oh, yeah. Like anytime we go
1: anywhere and have to take something back, they're the ones that have to take their ass up there and- Top of the hill. Top of the hill. Oh, yeah. That's why they're so funny about it. So, so four so four years Intel, Four years until
3: four um, How was that? I was on the East Coast the whole time, but yeah, I loved it. I did. I loved it. It set me up for success, I think, when I got out. I did have a TSI, TSSCI clearance, yeah. so I was like, that's, that's pretty good, up. right? That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So
1: I'm pretty sure I didn't. That. Into- I, I think mine got taken away a couple of times. But, <laughs> <And> <laughs> but it was I I used my
3: uh, educational benefits while I was in, so I got my bachelor's while I was in, in Homeland oh, Security. Good. Yeah.
1: So. During a war.
3: My, well, that's what yeah, Mike's a, like, I didn't have time to go to school. Way. I had plenty of time as an Intel Marine <laughs> yeah. to go to school. No, but. I mean, but
1: that's the perfect time to get that. As yeah, we were going through would. all that, was ch- the transition I from mean, the, how we had to fight as opposed to the old ways was completely different. So you're, you're, what you were seeing as, and learning was going together. What would you do when you, so you got your degree in while you were in? What would you do when you got out, right when you got out?
3: I started going to school for my master's. Actually, I started going to school for teaching first in Naperville, Illinois. I moved back home, and teaching was not might th- I find out real quick; those kids were just belligerent. They didn't want to listen to you at all. Outside of Chicago, it was hard. You know, it was very hard. And they said you can't use a red pen. So I'm just getting out of the Marine Corps, right? I'm very by the book. Not teaching little kids. You can't you can't things. use yeah, a red pen because it'll give them bad thoughts, and you don't want to tell them two plus. Two doesn't equal five. You know, you have to say, how did you get that answer? Not that it's wrong, but how did you get it? But it is wrong. It's, it's four. Nope. You have to explain and never use a red pen. And it was just so different. So I'm like, this is not for me. This is not for me. Why would
1: you change math?
3: Yeah. Yeah. What do they call it? The Look Common the Core to... now?
2: It's... There's no wrong answers. <laughs> There's no wrong answers. <laughs> I believe there was <laughs> no, when we were in school. Sure. There was only one right yes, answer. Yes, there was. We we turned turned most of the really times like I so, didn't get that answer.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, quickly found out that wasn't for me, so got my master's in Homeland Security, Intelligence Studies, and uh, got my paralegal certificate, too. What'd you so do? do? I started working in private investigations. after were moved a dick? To, well, I didn't get my. Um, license, I was working towards it. Okay. So, um, it's an interesting experience. It, was, it should have been uh, a spy. It was pretty cool. Are you I a spy? I got to do surveillance. Um,
2: so, what do they call
1: those to get halfway through being a dig? Is a limp dig?
4: <laughs>
1: light? I don't know. Light, uh, Andrew? I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Had to do a lot of process serving. So that was interesting when you have to serve someone papers yeah, like yeah. a subpoena. So he would come with so, me. I,
1: was that fun? Did you like dress oh, up already, in different uniforms? You guys, <laughs> uh, like off of, What was that? Yeah, so so this is, already,
3: I moved to San Diego out of L. A. Because I, I mean, it could take anywhere from two to okay, five, so, six so hours. Okay, so so back up. To, so
1: when you so when you dump when you when you dump teaching? Yeah. Then you got your master's degree and paralegal degree.
3: I got out of Illinois. I were moved you doing to that when, well, on did my own. Did you already know him when you started that? Um. This when fun. I was finishing up my master's, yeah.
2: Yeah, you were still doing your master's. When How I long have you guys been together you? now? Five years, Five years this year.
3: Yeah. So.
2: You want to put a ring on it?
3: That's fine. Well.
1: <laughs> I mean, way to throw nope. him on the spot. No me talking not. about it's the president. to yeah. those
2: who wait. Right. Um, okay. Soon, soon.
1: We're, we're i saying mean, that because we married. I'm,
2: I mean, take a look at her. Was well, he already doing it? I'm not going to do have, any better. Yeah, she's sitting right here. We understand. We know exactly I know what she's Perfectly heard. clear in the beginning. I, I, I've peaked. <laughs> I, I've peaked. <laughs> I'm not getting any... Was he well, already...
1: So, Mike, you got an extremely successful business, Forged. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, it's... Yeah. You're welcome. You're Good welcome. job. Thank you. So let's back it up. I, I remember when you were coming up with a design for that. Yeah, I... When we were in Ramadi, yeah. So I'll back it up. Before how, how'd y'all meet? How'd you and Mojo meet? Platoon's, walked into platoon's, uh the high bay downstairs. He was standing right there at the entryway, and I came bebopping in, buddies right then.
2: I didn't. A funny story. That's right. Right. Is that the first time we met? Yeah. When I rolled over, For, right. right at, yeah, into the five, platoon. Yeah. And actually, at that point, I I couldn't tell you two apart as well as I can now. And I actually, it was kind of funny because I actually messed you two up when I came in there. I didn't notice. And and I had actually, or no, I think it was Marcus, because you had actually came over to my house uh, when I had a house in PB. I believe, while I was instructor. And then I ran into Marcus, and he was like, hey, welcome to the platoon. So I ran into you And in I'm the front like, there. W- w- what are you talking yeah, about, I man? I hung out with you a few times. Right. Like, Who did you live with down in PB? Uh, Ryan Williams and uh,
1: Glenn Baton. Okay, yeah. Because I was walking down. I was looking for two guys, you and Dave Winkley. Yeah. Because they had just gotten back. And I remember I walked up to him, and I kind of was saying something. And this is, that was the thing is I didn't know you, how, how uh, senior you were to me. And I forget where we were when I was like, "Wait a minute, dude! How, what was your buds class?" He's like, oh, "I came." I was like, "You never said a damn word!" Because I got put in the LPO position from the I got that yep. cap in, and um, then I was walking down. to Dave Winkley, I was like, "Hey, bro, what's up, man?" I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I just got back from deployment, about to go home, relax." I was like, "Feel like going on another deployment? Maybe Ramadi, worst place on the planet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, I think I'm good." I'm like, no, nah, you're going. I'll see you over there, <laughs> dude." I, I signed. Here's your orders. But, yeah, got yep. both y'all right there.
2: There. Yeah, eh, people tell me I look a little young for my age. Even uh, shit, especially back then. I even when I was working as a civilian instructor at Buds, I was I was the proctor, I believe it's class two eight six, and they had the the graduation dinner, and I won't name the co, but <laughs> everybody's dressed up. You know, you're wearing a suit and tie, and they do it now. They didn't do it when we went to Bud's, but now they have a big graduation dinner, you know, after you, you get your certificates. a whole week long really? of, like, ceremonies. That's cool. And some, you know, rich guy in La Jolla had died, and he left a bunch of money, and in his will, he said, I want to pay for, which is is really a, a nice idea, but he pays for a dinner that they have, and they have it right on the grinder, and basically set this thing up, like, a whole, like, five-star meal, Catered, it, it was really good. And the CO had come up. I was talking to the, you know, I'm the proctor of the class. At this point, I think I'm like 37, 38 years old at the time. And the CEO is coming over and congratulating guys. Hey, congratulations. Oh, hey, and he comes up to me He says, congratulations, son. What you? He, said, he said, congratulations, son. What team are you going to? I said, uh, sir, I'm actually the proctor of the class. I'm 38 years old. I, I, I've been an instructor here for five years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like I like I said I don't want to say his name. But <laughs> get to know your men sometimes. Mike, you. Sir, good <laughs> to meet you. And, and of course like any good team guy he's like, "Yeah, I'm just messing with you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, new guy. <laughs> How are all the guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're senior to him probably, most likely. I know. Which is funny when when I actually um you know quit training as a civilian instructor, it was most of the guys from our generation, you know, who who were the, all in the head shed there, so it, That's the craziest
1: was, <laughs> part to me is that all of our guys are, run, are running the show now.
2: Yeah. And it, it, you you always had a good story, you know, when they would come up there and talk and they would look at you because they know you knew them stories from Bud's, you know, <laughs> in the first platoon. Hey, you're not going to tell the story how I shot an AT4 in a berm 14 feet in front of me. No, no, we'll, we'll keep nah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we all have
1: those stories, though. <laughs> I, nobody remembers that. <laughs> so you guys got together. You were already running Forge when— yeah, Bef- he was. Yes, mm-hmm. so how I did- was just
3: helping out on the side.
2: But it was fairly young though, right? You were helping uh-huh. out.
3: Well, I you had already owned forged for a while. We it? we
2: started forged in 2007, and that was right after I'd got out of the military. We just and got back. We, yeah, we just got back, and I got out. I believe it, it was probably five months. I think after we got back from deployment. And if you guys remember, we just started making. I called it Knox actually at first, and we were just making T-shirts around the team and, and selling shirts. And I mean, honestly, I I had always had the entrepreneur bug. It was something I always wanted to do. But you know, it's 13 years in the military. I wasn't really expecting you know to get out. I was going to you know finish my career up, but. We just started making T-shirts around the team. You guys remember we did uh, like a tribute T-shirt uh, for and uh, Remember the Papa 10 mm-hmm. shirt? Yeah. And that really was what sparked it in my mind. We had all the time in the world. You remember when Ramadi were sitting around a fire stoking it, and everybody had their, their great idea. We were sitting on those like, chairs, and everybody had
1: their binders rolled out because yeah. we had watched every movie and DVD we possibly had. And, and I remember you sitting out there going, I'm going to start a T-shirt company. And yeah. now, look, we're sitting here, bro, and you did, and you grew it. And I, I just— That's amazing sticking to that.
2: I mean, it was probably idea number seven. Because we'd all be out there around the fire putting out all these ideas. You know, Team Guys is just this, this factory of different ideas going on in her head and everybody's spitting out ideas. And the good thing about Team Guys is they're brutally honest. Yeah. So you would be like, hey, I got this idea. You know, I'm going to create this. And they'd be like, that's the dumbest Stupid idea i It'd be a moment of silence, and They'd
1: be like, that's the dumbest <laughs> I've ever even heard of in my entire life. You just need to go haze yourself right now. That will not work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good God. To, go to bed. Where, so from where it started... Basically, like you could, you could honestly say in in the garage or in the trunk of your car to where it is now. It's it's just great. It's a, I mean, you could literally say it's a worldwide brand.
2: Yeah, and we're definitely, especially uh, once we incorporated the Murph Challenge into Forged. You know, Forged also runs the Murph Challenge, which is an annual fundraiser that honors Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy, and we've raised over. Uh, I believe now at least one point two five million for the Michael P Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation wow. and
3: in the museum in no. the museum mm-hmm.
2: that, that should be opening this year. I Got believe, delayed yeah. because of COVID, COVID. but, yeah. but yeah. we'll definitely have to get out there for the uh, opening ceremony for the
3: gala in April. Yeah,
2: yeah. So they, they're actually going to be is it in, in April now. The
3: maybe? galas in April, and then the golf tournaments in June. Uh-huh. So they'll be doing uh, walkthroughs through the museum.
2: Anytime there's, you know, an opportunity to go to a, a team guy golf tournament, never turn that down. Never, turn I don't know why they call them golf tournaments, but yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, the never golf tournament down in uh,
3: Dubois that we, the boot, was it Boot Campaign's golf tournament, right?
2: Yeah, you guys got to come up to my neck of the woods Remember up in that Pennsylvania. Last year, oh. Oh. that We've done that a few times. Oh, yeah. That is
1: awesome. That one w- is awesome. I would... We wouldn't want to get up there every year if we could. It got, it got shut down last year, but we had a blast. We one with Paul Craig Yeah, yeah with, yeah, with Paul the Craig, Craig Brothers. Billy Craig. Ooh, lot yeah. a lot of fun. So fun. So I got a live video oh of that one, boys. Mikey, that last time we were singing so loud over the karaoke machine. <laughs>
3: yeah, he was on the back of the golf cart. <laughs> the,
2: singing golf cart. the funny thing was, I think it was supposed to, well, it was supposed to be like a foursome, and then. Me and Morgan were in the same golf cart, so all the team guys just gravitated it like to being in, 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 it's like everyone just in the... Because deal, we yeah. had
3: the speaker in the back, we're yeah. blasting Thin Lizzy, and everyone just started so following. And awesome. I think we had
2: about 16 people golfing yeah. in, yep. in our crew. And then... All, yeah. By the time we got to the fourth hole, I think everybody else in the golf tournament just followed us Let's and follow watched friends. us. They just <laughs> oh played golf. I, I wish the we the could pull that video I've where you were singing with life. Elvis. It was so hard. That, that was, that was funny, so, man. yeah, singing Elvis is out there. You were like, don't there.
3: talk on Marcus's backswing. Remember that? Yeah,
2: Marcus was getting all serious. He into was. That. I do not, not on my backswing.
3: Oh, so serious. Was I? So serious.
2: Yeah. I that don't think good. anybody was serious after about the eighth hole. No. I don't remember much after that. Yeah, that was, that was
3: good.
1: <laughs> Dude, you started singing ACDC. I was like, we shifted <laughs> gears. Remember that? <laughs> so to get rowdy. <laughs> Same thing. I was standing awesome. over
2: there on the... On the tee box, and he was just over there going to work. I'm That's like,
3: when Mike was right. still drinking. Yeah. Yep. They,
2: they had a karaoke station set up at one of the holes, and we decided we to should probably it. take this karaoke <laughs> machine up. mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like good team guys, we busted out some bungee cords, riggers tape, zip ties, hooked this <laughs> thing to, yeah. to the golf cart. That mm. was hysterical. I probably wasn't singing as good as I thought I was in my mind after I saw the videos that made it, it all social media. It all comes out of that
1: scene from Navy SEALs. The oh golf, yeah, the, the boys are carts. back yeah, in boys town. back in town. As soon as that goes on, we just—it's like a trigger in our head. Just didn't sound as good when we were doing it. Some yeah, every
2: reason. every time you get team guys out for a golf outing, I think every team guy remembers that, and they try to recreate yeah, that, reenact it. We 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 had a golf tournament in San Diego one time, and which I, which I learned, putting on charity golf tournaments—it's it, like a whole job in itself. And of course, you know, people want to come out and like, Hey, I want to golf with some team guys. So you know, you ask your active duty buddies. It's in San Diego. They come out and, it's always fun but at the end like you're already worried about like hey we have to raise a certain amount of money to donate to charity and then the owner of the golf course comes in he's like well this golf cart got drove into this lake and these two got flipped oh, we can't find these. Turner, oh, somebody's bathing in the pond <laughs> uh, you're sitting there like crossing out your profit line's getting lower, <laughs> lower and lower because <laughs>
1: you guys y'all do a lot of things for multiple foundations but sam you're you're an influencer now. I mean, that's that's how heavy you are on social media. Yeah, that's how heavy I am. Hey, that's been the best way. Yeah, how it's, did, did it's that fun. Was that something, did that just kind of, because you're like the, I the I only, guess only like, influencer. we talked about it? I mean, really? you yeah. no, How uh, about to be an avatar in a Mike's freaking video game. You're an influencer game. now, too. Are we let talk I mean, about oh, that? How, uh, how did that, did that just kind of gradually come about? I guess about, just or? through
3: Instagram, you start getting more and more followers, and then once you build a following, people, you know, different companies want you to wrap their brand. So I started getting more and more companies, but then it got to the point where it's too many. Remember, we we're like, we got to take pictures with these workout supplements and leggings, and it got to be a lot. They can be
1: too much, right?
3: Can't. You guys got exactly. And then you're on social media constantly, and I couldn't do it anymore because between running Mike's account, my account, Forge, the Murph Challenge. Our adventures account, it's like six different accounts, and it just got to be
1: Which is
2: too
3: much.
1: on there. Ultimately, it's six different lives, right? You have to, exactly. you have to oh, you gotta yeah. put everything you got into.
2: And, and then it becomes you have your real life, and then you have your social media life because yeah. you're trying to post everything on there with multiple different accounts. Yeah. So
1: it's. So it is like living in a virtual world that is, is reality because you can look. Into that virtual world, say something, and then you can see somebody react to it in front of you. It's like a, right. a joystick like, on a video you know game, one When right? they had
3: the adventures, one of those pulled up, like the shark dive. Everyone's like, that looks amazing. We fought probably that whole time. <laughs> you don't see what goes into it. It just looks like fun, right? But it yeah. takes a lot. That goes into these adventures, you know, the scuba diving, the repelling, the rock good climbing. Story
2: behind this. So the first, Mikey, there's always a good story when yeah. when you tell it. The the first trip that we ever went on as a couple, we we went down to Costa Rica, mm-hmm. and so I rent this dive boat. I think it, it was us and one other couple on the boat, and they take us out to this reef, and
3: mind you, I don't, I didn't like the water at all. I never got into the water. Fish just freaked me out. Scared the
2: crap out of me. Oh yeah, what the hell? Jump into a so. so feeding I mean, frenzy. this is
3: later on. Once he got me. Well, go ahead. So oh, so, yeah.
2: so we went from say I'm not wanting to get into the water. Me having to beg her to get into the water.
3: Beg? No, this was our first excursion snorkeling trip, and he says, "Get in the fucking water now!" And so I jumped in the water. <laughs> I, I
2: mean, you got to give me a little credit. I. Not But for, for what I I paid, paid $1500. Oh, right hey, so, so get <laughs> yeah. in the water. We get out to the reef uh, and you know, I I used, you know, my nice instructor skills to try to get her to get in the water and enjoy it and see all the colorful fish and corals. And so I get in the water, I'm showing her it's safe and and, you know, after 15, 20 minutes of that, I just, you know, went into a little deeper instructor mode, a little yeah. deeper instructor mode, yeah. tried to get her in water, but she loved it. After that, yeah, after she that, completely we, loved we it. We got
3: scuba. Well, I did. I got scuba certified, I mean, and then we were just constantly free diving, snorkeling. Yeah,
2: that and we went all the way, in, in, you know, now we, we're going on shark dives together. Yeah. She's down there. I love it. It's a different world.
3: It is. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But that's good. He really brought me out of my comfort zone with that. Who's favorite Zor- dive spots so Helen? far? Oh, I
2: love Mexico. Yeah, Cozumel. Cozumel is, is Yeah, we is, say is Cozumel here. Cozumel.
1: Yeah, I think. Cozumel. Tomato, tomato. Cozumel. You can obviously tell a team guy that likes to
2: dive after the military when it SDVs. Exactly. Well, that's, you know how people love to say, that, oh, you're a SEAL. You love cold water. You're like, I don't get in cold water now unless someone's paying me. Mm. You know, like, cold water not is, a cold is, showers, is, is, is not my friend. When we dive now, it, it, you know, we're going to the Caribbean. <laughs> we're going somewhere where the water's clear and the water's warm. And e- even when I do go diving in the Caribbean now, I bring a wetsuit with me. You know, one, one lesson I learned after Bud's, it's like, there's a reason they issue you, you, oh, you know, a dozen wetsuits when you get to the team. It's because you don't need to be cold. Right. Yeah, you don't get paid to be miserable anymore. I, w- I will take the extra two minutes to do a change-out and take off my wetsuit once I hit the beach versus skinning it and going in the water. Because you always know how that happens. It's always You get that motivated chief for LPO that's like, all right, guys, we're just going to skin it on this one. And then you're waiting to do the insert and... You just always get wet. It's just how it is. Even if you're in a boat, somehow you hit a rogue wave and you just get completely soaked. And then as soon as you, you know you're waiting to insert, all of a sudden it's hurry up and wait. And now you're waiting. They're supposed to be hit the target, go. It's it's four hours of waiting, wet and cold. And you're looking over at the guys who decided not to wear a wetsuit, and they're just shivering and jackhammering in a boat, trying to cover up with a gas bladder or something ridiculous. So you're saying
3: it's not as sexy as the commercials you see for the Navy SEALs and in the
4: movies.
2: Oh yeah, that that's always great. I it. They, it was being Marines is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it what you see on the TV?
1: Yeah. Were sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, were, we were talking about that too, watching the uh that Navy SEALs movie. The stuff that recruited us, like when you watched it, them coming out of a submarine, chasing that boat down, having to climb up and take it all down. That was the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I can't wait to do that. Well, I actually had to do that exact same thing, and it was the most miserable. I thought we were gonna die every second, you know what I mean? It was hardcore. It was the most horrific it thing was you've awesome. had to do. Yeah, it was unbelievable that, that they we could get that done. It truly was,
2: but with, if you look at most of the Navy recruiting commercials, it's, it's either a pilot, you know, just flying at Mach 1 and, or it's, you know, team guys or SBU guys in a boat doing all these cool takedowns and stuff like that, which is like 2% of what it, the Navy no, does. Like, yeah, <laughs> and third, you're so pissed yeah, off
1: by the time you get there.
2: That's why we move like that. Cause we're cold, wet, miserable. We got to get got to get through here cause you can warm oh up. God. But you know, it takes it back like after hell week, it would you make it through Hell Week and then you're doing like Hydro reconnaissance, and you're out oh, there yeah. with a lead line and a slate, and you're like, I just went through you know, this week of hell and tell me this isn't really what team guys do. Tell me I'm not going to be out in the <laughs> so surf zone every with a lead line and had, slate.
1: I think that's a thing. And Hydro Hell Week, I said the exact thing. I'm like, this is bullshit. We don't supposed hell to have week. A what are you doing out here being miserable? We're supposed this sucks. To, yeah, we're supposed like, to this have is your gun. job, man. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Roger that. I'll, let, me circle, let me circle back. Um, how, uh, so... As a social media influencer and a successful businessman that carries you guys, are you ever home, a
2: home is it a blessing year, Is it a blessing it. and a curse I, I would say it is I mean we both like to travel you know we're both type A personalities, you know which makes us butt heads a lot of the times but you know we have a lot of the same interest and you know a lot of the same goals so for for us you know, being on the road and traveling and, and having these opportunities. And is, we
3: love creating content. We love it. Yeah. You know, that's our favorite part. That's like the
2: way, but, you know, that's where we are as a culture these days.
1: People live and breathe the, the content that's hanging oh, yeah. on these social medias. You so you're basically the content referring to that's life. That's your life. Mm-hmm. It, so you're creating your life Absolutely. and you're enjoying it and everybody else is. Absolutely. But that's, we only
3: put the good stuff up. You don't see the fights and all it takes. <laughs> so should we,
1: should we invent an alternate? Media source for that part. The behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. adventures of Mikey. Oh, my God. You imagine somebody did behind the and scenes it's, on us. And
2: it's, it's tough. She actually taught me a lot about so When we started dating, she's like, you know, you've made like four posts in four years on your Instagram yeah. account. And I was like, because we had a forged Instagram account in Murph Challenge, you know, for the business. But as far as the personal, I, I really didn't get into it that much. And, you know, I think it comes from our culture. When you, because social media that. wasn't huge, you know, we were like on MySpace and Facebook was just beginning, you know, when, when we got out of the teams. But, it, you know, in the military, especially in special operations, you know, social media is bad. Like, you don't have social media and you don't have it. So it is a lesson once you get out to realize. Yeah. I mean, like any tool, you know, you can use it, you know, positively and negatively, but she actually, you know, taught me how to use it positively. Especially if you
3: own a brand, people want to associate a face with that brand and know that he's living the brand and actually, you know, what you're advertising, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing.
2: Yeah. And it's relating to that audience now. It's, it's, it's a different dichotomy. It's, You know, even when I was a budget instructor, I mean, especially when I was a civilian, I was getting getting older. We would have these briefs, you know, how to talk to the students and how the students are receptive. You know, most instructors, you know, would just, all right, yeah, that's fine, but you'd be like the YouTube generation. You know, these people, these kids learn a different way than us. You know, Mm -hmm. they're receptive to different things. Granted, no one's receptive to get wet and sandy. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but but as far as you know, when you get into teaching people and giving them skill sets that they need and and how to retain that information, it, it, it is different. Uh, it, it, it was funny because... We used to have to teach, you know, a PowerPoint class. You know, we never really did a lot of PowerPoint before we came into the teams where some of these kids now, you know, most of them actually, even in high school, they create PowerPoint briefs. So we would give this whole class on mission planning and PowerPoints and the kids would just be looking at us like all bored and i like, oh, they're going to mess this up. And then they come out and I mean, the brief is better than mine. I'm sitting there asking, you know, the officers, you know, hey, how'd you do that? How'd you, how'd you incorporate that video in there? So as far as technology goes, like the the newer students and in, in the newer generation are way more advanced. But when you when you turn it back, just buds in itself, just the hard aspect of it, you know, getting through the, the mental game of it, that'll never change. Yeah, you're either receptive to it or you're not.
1: You guys ran into a, I guess, kind of a proverbial hiccup. Was it in 2020 when the come and take it flag? Was considered a, a racist. Oh,
3: our resurgence shirt with Chris the one Pratt. He, one of his shirts, yeah. And yeah Chris that Pratt was, was 2019. Was that 19? Mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of lost yeah, track. No, over don't 20. Don't on so me Chris shirt. Pratt was wearing our "Don't Tread on Me" shirt, and then out in the media, they're calling him a racist for wearing our "I Don't Tread on Me" flag.
1: Well, that's just ignorant. So, that somebody so, does but that—that—that uh, that that thing that came full circle. Well, didn't well the it? thing
3: is, we didn't even have the shirt on the website. It was an older shirt, so I everyone's have that one. like, <laughs> "So we're like, oh my God, we got to bring this back." And we talked to Chris Pratt about it, and he's like, "Hey, how about you just donate a portion to Brain Treatment Foundation for me, and that's it, you know?" So we were like, "This is great."
1: He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah he's solid, yeah, really. right? Yeah,
2: he's he's yeah. the most
3: normal person.
2: I never met him, but I've always heard good things about him. Yeah, it's it's funny because you know I, I mean people always say don't meet your heroes and mm. you just like you know you get met a lot of people on the movie and stuff like that and and there are a lot of people in Hollywood where it seems like they're out for their own agenda or maybe they're a little two faced but Chris is just he, he is what he is I, I would say like Andy Dwyer <laughs> you know he played yeah, from for the Parks, the All- and Parks and Recreation yeah. yeah. you know Chris is just he's a normal dude he's a funny dude and we he and he's never. Asked for anything in return. He's
3: always purchased his own apparel, too. He purchases Forged. his own
2: apparel. Mm-hmm. He's From the Murph Challenge. He, he's always promoted it. We did a Murph Challenge workout up at Jay Glazier's MVP gym, or sorry, Unbreakable gym.
3: Unbreakable. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Up in L.A., right on Sunset Strip. And, and Chris, Chris put set up,
3: everything together. Everything. Made sure there was a camera team there for us and he briefed everyone on the workout, and some people wouldn't put on the shirt. Like Tyga, remember? He's like, "I don't need to wear the shirt." Chris is like, "Put on the shirt, and you're doing <laughs> but, the
2: workout." <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to be fair to Tyga, he was just working out. He was in just the working gym. out in the gym. <laughs> and there, there, there's, you know, a lot of celebrities and big MMA yeah, fighters man. and pro athletes that that work out at the Unbreakable Gym, and Chris. Just came in, he's like, All right, we're gonna be briefing this exercise. Oh, and uh, Tyga and his guys were leaving the gym. He's like, Oh, no, Tyga, stop. Hey, you guys are gonna be doing a MERV challenge today.
4: Yeah. And he was like,
2: Sure, Chris. Yeah, that's great. Throw a shirt on. And then after he started briefing, he's like, "Uh, Did you say 100 pull ups? Oh, (laughs) just to start. Don't worry, we're going to have some assistance bands in here. But I I mean, everybody did it. It was a great experience. We're we're running down Sunset Strip. Like these people are going by, you know, and they're like, oh, that that looks like Chris Pratt right there. Yeah. Sean Merriman, you know, and all these other Randy Couture. TMZ
3: was taking pictures. And then the next day, they're like, Chris Pratt's training with Navy SEALs to get fit for his wedding. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, this is,
2: it, it's just funny. That's that, amazing <laughs> how they spin that. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. That lets you know, like all those tablets, they just put whatever they want yeah. in there.
3: But it was cool. But yeah, Very it, cool it, guy it, was a, and... it was a great
2: experience. Um, so, yeah, they actually had us on Fox News to come on and talk about the shirt.
3: Yeah, um, which is funny. Did you tell them that the back of the shirt had uh, an ML, a version of the MLK quote on it?
2: Yeah, the, the quote that we used on the back of the shirt was actually taken from a, an, an MLK quote. So it, it was pretty funny that people would, you know, call that shirt out and say, oh, Chris Brown has ties to white supremacy because yeah. it was a, you know, don't try, don't it try it on, on me flag. flag. And we're, I mean, really, it was just symbols of American history mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. different flags and, and symbols that we had put together on the shirt, which the shirt was, it was seven years old. It, like I said, we didn't even, we didn't even, have, even have it in, have in the it. inventory at the time. So that just lets you know how, how times are changing and people can look at something and, and, and just, you know, assume that now that's considered racist. You know, I mean, there's people that will just say the American flag these days is is yeah. racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like patriotism should not be confused with racism.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean— you should always take pride in your country. That, I mean, that's that's my opinion. That's how I believe. But if, if people aren't taking pride in ownership, pride in the flag, pride in your country, then what do you really have? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what makes every great organization. You know, every great nation has to have that pride. You know, it has to have you know the commitment from the people, or you're, you know, you're just going to fall apart. And that's just sure. how we looked at. It. But well, you can't so have pride that,
1: in anything if you haven't worked for it. Exactly. I think we have a great appreciation of nationalism because we flew that
2: flag on every single op. America was forged. Everything great. I saw, we had to fight and for it. I mean, we don't always like forged. to fight
1: for it and stand up there and have to deal with all the other fit stuff. We just
3: that in. I like it.
2: There You're you go. Just, yeah, You're write good. that
1: shit down. Plug. Forged. Fast forward to Two, 2020. Four.
0: What was 2020 like for you guys as influencers, business owners? Like, had
1: so to be 2020 different.
3: was hard. You know, because we, we all came in that
1: kind of together. We were still talking. Uh-huh. We just went, went on the lockdown because we went to the ranch and we were joking around. I was like, hey, we're going to do this. Let's do
2: this. Because oh, we didn't yeah. have any idea how it was going to go, oh, how yeah. long that was going to last. No we had I no idea. Mean, we definitely had to use you know, all the skills we learned in the teams being flexible, being innovators. Uh, just your basic task of just creating products. You know, we ran into obstacles. I mean, there were so many, you know, places around the world that shut down. So just basically, you know, getting materials, um, you know, getting things produced. Uh, some of our manufacturers, they, they had to and shut if I down. I
3: actually, with the Murph Challenge, that was the biggest obstacle because here you have a workout, right, oh, that yeah. everyone does in the gym. Now they shut down all gyms. So all these official hosts that we have who sign up every year, I mean, they're closed down. So th- what did save us though is a lot of people were looking for challenges to do. Yeah. So they're Googling challenges, and the Murph challenge would pop up. So they're like, "What is this?" So we actually had a lot of participation. The NFL which is came good.
1: online with that too.
3: Yes, we did. Uh, that? You did with the Remember Washington that? Redskins. Yeah, yeah they we signed were, up we as were an like, official. Hey, host. how are you
1: going to do I was like, I won't be underneath my stairs right here with that mop yep. handle trying to hey, coming up with all those different ideas. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I mean, yeah, that was great. It was great. Mm-hmm.
3: So, and that's the great thing about the Murph challenge is you can really do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't need, except for a pull-up bar, you don't need equipment. somewhere.
2: Yeah. Right. We've had a handful of NFL teams sign up as official hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any people that are listening right now that work for any <laughs> professional sports organizations, open your mail because I've been sending you letters for the last three years <laughs> whoa, whoa. to participate <laughs> in the MERC yeah. Challenge. But uh, we goose. We, we. we. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure
3: I was licking the envelopes and stamping <laughs> them.
2: Uh, she may have proofread the letter. <laughs> Actually, she probably wrote the entire thing. <laughs> my, but, name's, uh, but, my name's on it. But 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 we've had a lot, especially in the NFL. We, we've had quite a few NFL athletes that have participated in the Murph Challenge. It usually falls in the off season, so that does make it a little difficult for the organizations to have, um, you know, a. a, 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 a Official event at the facility. Of course, it's
1: the Murph Challenge. It's the but, Murph Challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable for everybody. It's always at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. when some, you know, it's, Yeah, it's like, of course. <laughs> but we
2: we have had like the Washington Redskins. We did a virtual one this year. Marcus was on it. In, 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 Marcus course,
3: and Rob O'Neill were guests.
2: When, yeah, when when you guys got on there, which was it, which was funny after it was over and we talked to him and it, the people behind it were like, they actually there was more people online listening to you guys than the former Redskin players. Like. You know, people really wanted to, yeah. you, to hear the stories and we really appreciate you coming on for that. Right. that. That was, was, great. That was awesome. And that's
1: how we're doing this kinda when we got back, we got separated and everybody went out and, and captured what they were supposed to and we kinda bring it all better, just tighten mm. those laces back up and it's all they're all falling into place. One thing y'all do, one thing we do works together. And we mm-hmm. we help each other to build this to, and watching out for each other. Exactly. I mean the charities and, and everything that y'all do, including forge I mean, good job. I had this vision in my head. I'd just come out of the tent. You have already sitting there, had that binder in your lap, and you just kind of had your head down, doing all that deal. <laughs> my like, bad, idea binder. Yeah, man. Like, bad yeah. idea, binder. Idea. I'll never forget that. And um, I remember what the weather was doing, dude. And I was like, "What are you? What are you doing, man?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm getting this done. This t-shirt thing." i was like, hey, In that world, hell, we could have died the next day. You know, I was like, "All right, cool." But it was those moments. Pulling out of there and, and seeing that was was,
3: and we are very fortunate to have Forge, and that we can help out charities yeah. through Forge because this year was a really hard year for charities because oh, they yeah. couldn't have events to raise money. So well, we were able to do that kinda, through the and, sale of the shirts, you know. Yeah. And I, I love that we can do that.
2: And and definitely for for me, I'm sure same for Sam. It's that that's really what makes all the hard work and mm-hmm. all the long hours and effort. really be worthwhile is being able to help our fellow veterans and first responders and just having that ability. Like it it is a really good feeling, you know, just, you know, take most of the charities that we support, we have a connection with, you know, they're families of our fallen brothers yeah. or their police, police officers that are in our local area. Mm-hmm. So just w- when you see that tragedy or you, t- you talk to that Gold Star family and they let you know, you know, what they're actually doing with their charities and how they're helping out service members. So just being able to, you know, make a shirt that represents exactly what they stand for mm-hmm. and then donating to that organization. It's it, it's just such a good feeling.
3: Yeah, you we know? had a full in San Diego police officer in 2016, and with the blue line shirt, we raised seventy six thousand dollars for his family. You no, know, and that oh, was wow. it. Just makes me so happy, you know.
2: Yeah, it, it, that's it, kind
3: of stuff. I love.
2: It, it, it's definitely yeah. very rewarding.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what we do. It's funny some people don't see it that way, but you actually work hard to become successful. And then when we go to those functions, it's to show everybody else like, Hey, I, I accomplished something and I'm giving back to mm-hmm. help out in my, in my community. And that's how they, it comes back around like, Hey man, they'll help out in any way they can when they're doing good. Mm-hmm. You, you see that. And then when you're not doing good, people will help you. Yep. And that's how we had to do is just start building that back up. It kind of went away a long time ago. And as we are coming back in, it's like, Hey, it's more important for us to, to take care of each other.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Especially after this year.
2: Yeah. You know? To just s- <laughs> the the obstacles that everyone is facing this year. I mean I mean, you can even you know even Hollywood shut down. Right. like friends of ours that you know, know former team guys that work as stunt men, yeah. know and, and advisors on films. That's you know, one like, place it's not supposed to shut down. Like, man, I'm on <laughs> unemployment right now, you know, or I'm I'm going to take contract jobs back overseas because there's just no work going Got on right now. That's great. Right, this, right. this now. is one thing
1: because normally if, we've, if times are bad out here, we'll work how hard, however hard we can to pay them to be entertained. To take yep. our minds off of the bad stuff, and they, you, you, they took that away from us. You can't. Even, I mean, there's no mo- new movies coming out, and that's right. All the old, old ones are good any better. There, any yeah, way. everybody's Why? recycling yeah. all yeah. the films yeah. Yeah. on
2: Netflix. You're like, how is that in the top ten now? You know,
1: Dude, we've been cycling through the '80s, '90s movies. Rad came on. Oh, too. rad! That's so bro, bro, great. We, 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 when, Do
2: backflip off the kicks bowl, <laughs> and What's up, kick that crew?
1: Is right. rad kicks bowl, bro? So what's so? Kicks what's bowl. next on Kix Bowl? <laughs> spoon. Spoon. Yeah.
4: Spoon. Is Kix even still around?
2: I don't I think
1: know. so. It's a good question. What's you next what what's next for I mean, what's on the horizon for Forge
2: and you and you two?
3: Well, right now we're in the middle of a Texas campaign. You want to speak on that one with AJ Buckley?
2: Yeah, we're actually doing a campaign right now uh, with A.J. Buckley, one of the actors on SEAL Team. And we've actually had great support uh, from the entire SEAL Team cast. Uh, and the entire state Anil, of Texas. <laughs> been, all the guys have been repping our shirts on, the, on actual episodes. On oh, episodes, yeah. Um, so last season— they Dude, that's wo- huge, man.
3: Oh, it's so oh, awesome it's great. to see— A.J. Buckley's just been the absolute best. He wears the Uncommon I mean, Grit guy, that's, that's, that's shirts huge. on every episode. He makes it a point to make sure he's in Forged. I love it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, A.J. goes above and beyond. He does. I mean, he goes from scene to scene wearing Forged at, yeah. and different shirts. And we, we did, uh, you know, Darren McBurnett, McBee, did Uncommon Grit. We, we did a collaboration with him where we used some of his images on our shirts.
4: Because
2: mm-hmm. so, that guy, is, his, oh, they're, his they're art's are amazing. Awesome. amazing. Yeah. Exactly. His, his, his photography is incredible. awesome hmm. And so uh, SEAL team had sold the shirts and the wardrobe had purchased some. And, and so that's kind of how it all got connected. And then AJ just took a liking to it and he contacted us. And, you know, it, it's great to get it out there. But if you can put something behind it, like, you know, just with all of our shirts, if there's some more meaning behind it, if we're giving back to something. We do that you, with all the shirts. It, but for the specific shirt we talked to AJ because his character uh, Sonny Quinn is a Texas character like you can't have a, a show about seals without having some boisterous loud mouth Texas character on there you're yeah, welcome I it, thought we made it, that for everything it's so true in every, you know, in every it's, you know seal platoon task unit troop there is always that guy from Texas <laughs> comes in there and if, you're <laughs> <real> lucky, <laughs> if you're real lucky there's two of us We're pairs or, or you got two twins on there that they will let you know they are from Texas every waking moment. That's
1: right. That's how we roll. You'll see it on us when we walk in the door.
2: But it's just, it's another kind of pride too. And it it just all worked out because we were actually going to do a state pride collection for our biggest states, you know, most popular states, most supportive states. Obviously Texas Texas is number number one. Texas and California. Uh, think of that weird. Yeah, but
1: California absolutely yeah. is patriotic, and oh, uh, there's more San veterans Diego? living in California than there are in Texas, yeah. and more Californians serving in the military, military than.
2: And, and that's just the thing, especially in Southern California. There, there are a lot of veterans in Southern California. There. I mean, it's a lot of military pride there. It's just there's so many people in the state that, you know, you take, you know, San Francisco and L.A., they're going to outnumber all the yeah. people in San Diego. So, yeah, definitely, you know, California leans more liberal in that sense just because, you know, the population, the greater population is more that liberal. State. But
1: It's the only time when I come off an airplane, I'm happy to be there.
2: Is that California? Yeah, that's the
1: truth, man. That's a—
3: it's cool it's because you got saying. the ocean, you can ah, go an hour north yeah, and man. get snow, you Knowing got about everything. The ocean, but
1: yeah. California <laughs> is uh, yeah. it's it's something I enjoyed my our time
2: there. So anyway, um, you got the Texas brain. So we we worked with AJ and we talked about doing the Texas Pride collection with him, the collaboration, and we asked him, you know, we're going to donate a portion of the proceeds to a charity of your choosing. And AJ suggested the Gary Sinise Foundation, which is an amazing foundation. Mm-hmm. And Dude's AJ awesome. had worked with Gary on I believe it's CSI. C S I, yeah. So he he had a, you know a personal relationship with Gary and and we were just you know, we were one hundred percent on board. Uh Gary had came down to Bud's a few times while I was an instructor and he would come down he would talk with everybody he would go to the hospital and you know visit wounded uh, service members and you know he's given away so much money they build
3: homes for Mm -hmm. you know disabled veterans and that's incredible and and
2: there's a lot of uh, you know celebrities professional athletes and people who have foundations but Gary has been doing this I mean I believe he started even back in the 80s before any of the the other people Oh, got on board. That kind of thing, exactly. You know I mean? he's been doing in a while. So we 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 were totally stoked about that. It, you know, having Gary Sinise Foundation on board. Even some of our good friends, other team guys are on the board. There, Jason Redman, yeah, right. Billy Wagasy. So we were in Romani with Wags. Yep. So I, you know, I gave Billy a call. You know, he was a board member and talked to him about it. And he you know put us in touch with all the people that were one those super smart decision guys, makers. Too. I was just going to say, brilliant.
3: oh brilliant.
1: Looking at him, he's. he's He's terrifying. I've so
3: never at. seen him. I've only talked to him on oh, the phone. But.
1: Oh man, when we were in. dude, just—he's got a degree from Notre Dame and uh, what Pepperdine? Pepperdine law degree. Yeah, just an overachieving nexus too. And, wags. You know, wags. <laughs> yeah, wags. He, yeah, he's cool, man.
2: Do you, do you remember when the uh, it was that the uh, general came in to speak to us and we were in Ramadi, and he was like, "I just want to speak to the you know E six and below." And he, and they came in and started talking, and then he got into a little back and forth with Billy, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, uh, this is supposed to be E six and below," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm an E 5 and he was like, "Looking, because you know Billy had a law degree from Pepperdine yeah. at that time, played football for Notre Dame, just a very you know well educated, experienced guy," and so finally the general was like, "Yeah, we'll just talk offline." Uh, <laughs> well,
1: mind you, in Ramadi, he he didn't he didn't look like that. You remember that? I was yeah. going to his tent, I was like. Clean this up. He's one of our snipers. He wouldn't bait. And he would wear that same and his hair's all out. I mean, he just looked he had beast mode going. <laughs> so he's real scary. Oh yeah. I can't imagine. Oh, he's always man. like, "We clean had the cut best and, time." Like, he would hammer oh, yeah. me every time like we would just get back off and up. And then he'd be like, "Hey, we going out again?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, just give me a second to pl- plan the mission." <laughs> you know, he just be he'd ready to go, man, all the time. probably could just left him out there. <laughs> him and downs you know just, oh yeah <laughs> God,
2: that crew we had. downs it reminded me what was the movie there apocalypse now you yep. remember when it was it marlon brando plays a yep. character he comes up out of the water and with the face That's paint Sheen on. That does that you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> putting yeah. the headband on that was adam right. when we were absolutely there. <laughs> you know he, he was out back practicing with his bow and arrow just you know. three of us brought our bows out there and yeah, the uh, the headshed wasn't too keen on no, uh, like, taking like, bow whoa, and arrows out a of bow out combat.
1: <laughs> like, you can't go shoot somebody with a bow and arrow. I was like, people have been doing that for thought. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? This isn't inhumane. I mean, uh, our, they didn't buy that debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, think of the factor you come around a corner and someone's stuck to the wall with an arrow. You didn't hear it.
2: Yeah, I don't think we need that getting well, out that's when there. I said that. They were
1: like, no, you definitely can't carry your bow. <laughs> I yeah, can't there believe was some when you brought signs. up the
2: influencer stuff, you didn't tell the story how you stole
3: my one of my modeling jobs. Oh, please. <laughs> Wait, you yeah, yeah. Please, yes. But yeah, and some and a lot of the modeling jobs that I do, he'll help out behind the scenes, make sure everything's squared away, all the tactical advising on it. And so I did a shoot for a helicopter company uh, for a calendar. He's back. And then they called me back. A couple months later, yeah, we want to do another shoot. I'm like, okay, when? You know, I'll be out there. They're like, we're actually looking for uh, Mike. We want Mike to do the shoot. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Now he's stealing my modeling jobs. (laughs) So you got to do it. Not as the model, though. Yeah, as a model. Is that you? Well... That Whereas, is. So that's what we were just talking about. The influencer guy said, Mike has stolen a couple of my yeah, modeling I
2: jobs. <laughs> hey, I'm <I've> saying it. <laughs> I, 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 I was. Holy shit. When I would go on, on her model shoots and I would shoot all the BTS stuff, or, you know, I was guy holding light. And
3: Well, just making sure all the equipment's right. We the, do a lot of tactical stuff. Yeah, sheets, we know why so <laughs> sure. yeah, it. yeah, It's, it's really I,
1: I, We can see you. was yeah, right? a really we rough job, it. as yeah. you can with see from the calendar.
3: Mike's with 12 girls. That's so brutal.
1: Dude, I had your last calendar hanging up, and um, but it was so funny. It was He's on. So it was on. The, your hey, that's
3: m- not me. It was on <laughs> your. No,
1: he likes blondes. It was on your month, and, and Melanie walks in. She's like, "Why do you have picture Sam up in your?" First of all, <laughs> it's ca- not a picture. It's a calendar. It's a calendar, and it's her month.
3: And like, it's better me It'd be than be some, some other weird If girl. I had somebody else, yeah, it was month girl. up.
1: Now, like, granted, it's still up, but you know, well, now we got twenty twenty one. You mean you're calendars. hanging out with all these chicks at the same time? Oh yeah, at yeah. yeah. so the same time.
3: Yep, same at, time, at the man. same time. <laughs> and you think it would be fun, right? How was it, oh, though, in real my. life?
2: Uh, 12
3: girls, 12 influencers, it, 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 they right?
2: put one of those... There's a reason like why the they reality, call them Valkyries, like right? In the real and they're all reality yeah. shows. You know? like, they're all military? Put, they're all military. All
3: military? This one, they're all military, not, not that one. Half on. of them in that, Put yeah.
2: 12... Those Instagram are models in that. one house in Las Vegas yep. for a calendar shoot, a TV and then just put some cameras <sighs> should there. Should have been. Oh man, <laughs> and, and it was just you. Well, me and, and the, the photographer were the only males. We shot a lot of them out, out on ranges. and You didn't call for backup. Yeah. Well, you know. No,
4: you, you know
3: what? <laughs> hey while man, we
1: were out there, <laughs>
2: again?
3: while we were out there, it was Hunter's birthday. Remember, you guys oh, were out yeah, there for we oh, that's when we were shooting that calendar. That's why we didn't get
1: invited. Yeah, we had something else going down.
3: Yeah, it was Hunter's birthday. Is
1: that Chicken Marine?
3: I don't know what branch she is. It doesn't say on there, huh? No, I'm not sure.
2: But the yeah, funny story about that shoot was uh, they, they had a helicopter, and it had a saw mounted to the side of it. So we would go up, and, you know, the girls are shooting at the targets into the mountain, and they come down and shoot some scenes. And I, I had about four belts around my neck, you know, and... Because obviously a Saul's belt-fed machine gun, so I I put the four belts around my neck or so, and I went over and I was just reloading the machine gun in between runs, and the photographer had snapped some photos of me in between loading it, and somebody gives me a text. They're like, "Hey, check out the the latest ballistic
3: magazine."
2: No, it was a ballistic. It was yeah, ballistic. A ballistic. He's like, "Check out the latest issue of ballistic magazine. You're in there," and I'm like, "What?" So I get it, and I open it up, and it's that picture of me, like, reloading it. Where's that at? It,
3: I know. We should have you brought didn't post that magazine.
2: That? Oh, because, you know, we'll print that out and send it to the SEAL team. If you can find like, it, it's on, um... It it actually said, like, yeah, weapons, you know, it, it gave a name for the company and said, like, instructor, you know, for this company. And I was like, wow, like, that's a job I don't even know I had. I didn't realize I was an instructor. Um Well, I mean, being no, on set yeah, there... Exactly. <laughs> Well, but, they
3: didn't even ask. They they had him listed as working for Gunship, So I reached out to him and I said, hey, you kind of got this wrong. He doesn't work. He's a former Navy SEAL, owns Forge. So they said, we're so sorry. We'll do an article on him. So then he was in the, that one with Jack Carr. So they did a whole spread on Mike and Forged. Uh, just awesome. It was just cool that it was in the same one that Yeah, uh, that was really Jack great Carr of was. him to do that.
0: Yeah. They're going to have to find yeah. that and
2: send it to us.
3: Yeah. It's on his Instagram. You'll have to. Yeah,
2: you know, but... it was it was pretty cool because... Like I said, Jack Carr was on the cover. Yeah, you guys should definitely get him on the show. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. But he, he was actually the feature, so he was on the cover. And then they had another um they, they he he basically was talking about different gear that they use in his books, you know, in the terminal list and yeah. talking about how, you know, the new series the Terminalist series that Chris Pratt's going to be starring in was coming up. And so, you know, he was mentioning like Half-Face Blades, you know, it's owned by our good friend Andy Arabito and Resco Watches. So he brought up all these other team guys. So it was cool just to be in this same Magazine, issue, yeah. you know, and they had articles on multiple different team guys. So if you could have picked one issue to be It was a coincidence, in, was,
3: for sure. Yeah, and,
2: and I didn't even know. It. I did the interview with them. They go, like, okay, it'll be out next month's issue. So they shot me a couple issues, and I see, you know— jack car on the cover of the you know the magazine so that that was really cool just to be linked in with, yeah, with yeah. all it's your small the other guys we yeah. grew up with oh, yeah. is, exactly it, it, me and him actually had went to buds together we were in first phase so just you know knowing somebody for over 20 years and being featured in the same issue yeah. with them was really cool it's cool so what about now 2021 just kicked off
3: getting ready for the murph challenge we're when ready is that for again that. So we normally open registration every April first, and then it takes place on Memorial Day. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, well, that's the the culmination. Usually can, goes on Memorial yeah, Day.
3: But you can t- take it whenever.
2: In, in, you know, like everyone else like like in a the world right now, we're just hoping this pandemic starts passing very, very yeah. fast. It, it, so it stops interrupting everybody's you know business flow and and how basically just how the entire world operates. So for us, like Sam alluded to a little bit earlier, was last year our biggest hurdle was, I mean, most of the gyms or a lot of the gyms at least that participate in the Murph Challenge are your smaller functional fitness gyms, yeah, your CrossFit gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to get F forty five on board, so yeah. maybe put a little uh, word yeah. in the ear of your buddy Wahlberg there. Marky maybe Mark. get them on board. You're doing it right now. We talk <laughs> so, smack. So just get getting, the way your gym keep up. <laughs> Getting the smaller functional fi- fitness gyms on board because you know, obviously, the Murph is a challenging workout, and Suss. you know, it's it and it really uh-huh. gives all, you know the civilians and these people that want to support it a little taste of you know a team PT. You know, we we had Frogman friday we come in and you know you, you do your little run swim runs you know of course i say little but little I was, like, man, dude, we had to run a loop which is 13 miles after
1: swimming around ford island which is three and what three miles dude yeah.
2: <laughs> that that was always great. It, it was always great it was great you know the team guy brief it's just the whiteboard out there so you like when we were team five and the friday's around you're like ah, it's friday man hopefully we get off by noon you know we'll head down to danny's and then all of a sudden you know in Usually, it was whoever was briefing it. Like, you knew if this dude was a PT stud. Yeah. You know, like they, they would draw you, oh, great, that's Coronado Island you're drawing. So, we're going to swim halfway around it. Then, we're going to go, we're going to run around it. Then, we're going to come back to the team. Oh, we're going to do two O courses. Then, you're going to go into the range. And then, you know, you're going to sh- do a shooting test. Then, you're going to come back out, do another O course. And then, basically, just haze yourself at the end, for, you know, do some rope climbs. So, yeah, it's always great when you do some rope climbs at the end. Like, let's do 15 rope climbs so the last seven turn into fast ropes. Oh, yeah, sure. That's how I bust my leg. There, there's no skin left on your hands. You know, you, you, you're just rope. all chafed up. Uh, and then everybody's sitting at Danny's, you know, just bleeding out your hands with a beer. You're like, teams and shit. And shit,
4: man. <laughs> that's what we're saying. Uh,
2: yeah, whoever came up with the you know the only easy day was, was yesterday. yesterday. Like, th- th- there's really a lot that goes into that. that was know, no day most in the sea. statement
1: ever. <laughs> and I would love to know where they were sitting and what they were doing and what had just happened when they looked when that dude looked over and said that.
2: It, and, and after being an instructor for a long time, I mean, you really you look at whoever created Hell Week. You know, when it goes back to it, like whoever created that was a genius. And I mean, it goes all the way back to Bud's class one. Like, yes, they've changed some evolutions, but the basic blueprint and map for Hell Week is the same. And you know, if it was team guys involved, they didn't know all of the issues that went behind it. Like, can a human being actually stay up for five days straight you know, and still function? What's the, you know, your brain and all your cognitive skills? Getting How really are they cold, going really hot, Do yeah. Exactly. And and that's what you always say with, you know, the definition of forged, you know, is to form with great concentration by heating and hammering beat into shape. And you just compare that to Bud's and that's exactly, you just think of a piece of wrought iron, red hot, getting hammered, dunked into ice cold water, again, heated, hammered. Like that is exactly the process, you know, of taking a guy off the street, putting through Bud's training and becoming a SEAL operator, that whole forging process and That's amazing. That's a good in, point.
1: That's amazing. I mean, they, they had two outlines of, of programs that were sound, and they put those together. Well, what they couldn't anticipate is what what it would have created, which is us, and it evolves too off of each other. That's the best part about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, it's funny when you talk to some of the you know the old World War II frogmen, and, and there's not many left now. But a lot of those guys would come around the center. And that was a real cool thing about, you know, after I got out of the military when they hired me back as a civilian budget instructor. Because that job just didn't exist until, you know, the war was at its height. And we just didn't have enough SEALs to actually go to, you know, fight all the battles and then run all the training. So he brought back some SEALs who were actually, you know, prior instructors to come back and do it. So when I got that phone call, that was pretty exciting and hey you wanna come be a BUDS instructor and I'm like y- you realize I'm out I'm a civilian right like yeah we'll bring you back to be a BUDS instructor so I, of course you know how I'm thinking of this is alright I'm gonna come back I'm gonna be in charge of the records in first phase right. you know <laughs> like no you're gonna be out there you're gonna be wearing a uniform just won't have any rank on it you, so you'll be out be there leading and literally come in and
1: beat people at BUDS <laughs>
3: that's cool what you're telling me yeah, it's- and it's so cool in San Diego when we run into a student they're like that's my instructor Instructor Sowers I'm like that's
2: so cool. Well, you know how it is. It, that's just what like they your say. buds instructor. <laughs> that's not what they're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, his <right. laughs> face is you. what they say. Yeah, yeah. That has has what they say in front of they of they you, you. But, but yeah, it's yeah. funny how much of an effect that buds has on you. Like you can remember, especially first phase. Like you can remember every first phase instructor. Like. It, it, now that you know we've been out of the teams for several years, I, I got to think back sometimes about guys I did platoons with. And be like, oh yeah, I remember I was in a platoon with that guy. But you never forget those first phase instructors. I mean, that is so just ingrained in your brain. Just I remember and, where I, just I the, met that where I saw them for the first time. Some of them
1: I remember where I saw them for the first time, like Mike Getka. Terry <laughs> oh, yeah. Pat, you know, them dudes, Randy Bosley,
2: he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, Yeah, I know anyone who had Mike Gekka in training oh, will never dude. forget Mike Gekka. <laughs> dude, God, he still. I, God, I remember one evolution me. that we did was stand on the berm and instructor Gekka with the rocks at you. That was, yeah. that was, that was a great evolution. And, and the funny thing, you know, anybody that's been through Buds knows that the worst thing you can do is get your helmet scraped up. Like if your helmet gets scraped up or cracked or broken all night, you're, you're just sitting there painting and scraping your helmet. So So now you get more sleep (laughs) and it, you know, and, and what a board team guys do. They throw rocks, you know, that resonates into the teams when you get there. So I remember people be throwing rocks at us and you're like, you're covering your helmet up because you'd rather take a shot to the, you know, the arms and the legs of the chest rather than stay up all night and paint your helmet. Well,
1: thanks. Just oh, we best, best say, hey, thanks, you guys, for coming out. I mean, is, give us a plug. How do we follow you guys? What's next that we can we can promote for you guys?
3: So Forge Clothing, um, Murph Challenge. TheMurfChallenge.com, Forge.com. Say in the sexy voice. I can't. I don't have a sexy voice, as Mike the raspiness? Go ahead, Mike. Trust
2: me, I don't. Yes.
3: Forge, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I
1: don't have the sexy voice. You want to hear what a voice is? This
2: summer, one man. Yeah. Oh. The downtown DJ voice. <laughs> yeah. One man, one mission. That is to take over the world. There you go. That's it.
1: That's awesome, man. Thank you all for coming
2: Thank out, you. seriously. Thank Thanks
3: you for, for having us. Yeah. With us. That w-
1: I look forward to what the future That wasn't so us.
3: bad. That wasn't scary. No, no. Why do you think it was scary. Are you still, like, on edge? <laughs> I know. I'm still like, oh. Yeah, of course she is. Oh. But it's good when Mike just keeps going and starts talking and story time, and so then I'm like, all right. Story time, rambling I always, remember,
2: on.
0: I always
1: remember you're the subject matter expert. People are here to hear what you have to say.
0: <laughs> Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you liked it, share it with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available anywhere you can get your podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're there. Make sure you check out our gear, shop.teamneverquit.com. Mike and Sam, thanks again for coming out.
3: Thank you so much. Love
0: having you guys. Thank you so much for having us. See you guys next week.